Yo. Hey. Can you hear me? You listening to Hashtag WAW. What a week. Yo, welcome back. Hope you survived April Fool's Day unscathed. And sorry that some of you were disappointed when you found out that neither our president nor the Russian one were arrested. Vladimir, you're welcome. Come home. Nastarovia. Whatever that means. But thanks for joining us. This is Wow, What a Week, part of the Africa Podcast Network. This is Wow, What a Week. What a Week. You can't make this shit up. Our guest is in the building, and as her full name will indicate, her parents prayed for joy. Then they and the rest of us reaped the benefits. Well, they got a bit of money too, I'd like to think. She has the durability of a taxi door, and to paraphrase a line of hers, the confidence and defiance of a cockroach. Please welcome to me, the Roach Morake. <laughs> Keeping that, do you know that? I'm so keeping that. To me, the approach, Marag. Yeah. Do not approach. Waluma. Also, it's my rapper name as well. I like it. Exactly. Oh, snap. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, bro. Yo, dude. Look at you. Free. Free from what? On a whole podcast from BCCSA, my friend. Me, when you open your mouth, I'm like, oh, this guy. You know, it's actually sweet coming from you because between me and you, I think we've had our fair share of complaints from radio listeners that had no business listening to us on the radio because they knew what they were tuning into. Yeah. we. we so how many have you survived? I think we're in the Hall of Fame at BCCSA. Yeah. How many uh, have you survived? Oh, honey, I'm a 100% win rate me. Didn't lose a single case. In fact, most of them didn't even make it to court and the ones that did, I won. Buena? I lost one um, on 5FM. I played Arthur's song, Don't Call Me Gafford. Oh. And there was a white lady that complained. Like, why can't I call you Gaffer anymore? In, 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 in fact, and, and that was my argument, that the song is saying, do not call me this. Yeah. And then I, I found it rather rich that it was a, 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 a white tani yes. that went and complained. Yeah. And I was thinking, maybe Kigiltinya. no, but I said, do I not credit? Let me tell you what it is. Tell me what it There's is. There's a certain sect, who decide to be offended on our behalf. Because apparently oh. we're not smart enough to understand when we're yes, 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 And yes, we're yes, not yes, smart yes. enough to be aware when our culture is being changed. So they'll sign for so you. For, on offense. our behalf, because we don't get it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So anyway, so I was fined 5,000 rand. Yo. And Arthur told one of the papers he'll pay the fine with me. Oh, from um, this But I, 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 what lot of things? <laughs> <laughs> get into a lot of trouble for that <laughs> So, so here you are. So I paid. I paid. I paid five thousand bucks by yourself. Uh, by myself, yes. Wow. I was working at Five FM, so I was getting paid quite a lot. Anyway. No, but did you call him and be like, "Ah, but my guy." I couldn't, I couldn't reach him. Did he ever buy you a beer at least? A beer? Arthur, buy anyone anything. Okay, let's leave him alone for yeah. a second. It's okay. Uh, hi, hi, Al. <laughs> How are you doing? We like you. If ever you need no, accommodation, call me. Wow. What? Do <laughs> 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 me welcome. So wrong. Thanks for having me. Been a fan forever. Stop it. Nothing but respect for you forever. Stop. And then I see you in a movie, The Honeymoon, yes. uh, the other day, and I was like, she kicks ass. Thanks, babe. You play Knox. Who is Knox in the Honeymoon movie? 
So Knox is no Kutula Tlamini. Okay. And she is the daughter of a very famous actress who's passed on. Yes, 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 yes. And that actress is played by Babes Dele. Oh, so chuffed. But but it's only her picture. It's only her picture. Like, how's that for acting? Just your photo. Did she get paid for her picture making a cameo in the movie? That's actually a very good question. Because I know our producer, writer, director actually spoke to her and asked her if she could be my mom. As in, may I use your picture? Yeah. And she was like, she was like hey, I'm too old to be Jimmy's mom. And then she was like, well, in fairness, you've passed away years ago and then she was like cool I'm in um, and I was very very chuffed because we've got this gorgeous picture of her when she was blonde yes. and Knox is blonde yes, yes, you yes, know yes. kind of holding on to her mom sure. and she is uh, the third part of a threesome of friends which is Cat, Lou and Knox mm-hmm. and so she is that friend who tells you now what something is messed up she's not yes. those friends who wait and go maybe the timing isn't right she goes no Chaba, that fire will burn you now so I'm going to tell you now in fact she's got probably the most sensitive red flag o meter yes. in the relationship. <laughs> yes. And we all need a friend like that. We all need a friend like Do that. Do you have a friend like that? I that have, calls you out yes. right now. Yes. But she does not waste time. Okay. Um and um I was channeling her in fact. Ah, yes. You know, because what I like about Knox is is She's human in that, mm. yes, you see that she's there for her friends, but you realize she's not able to be there for herself. She's, yes. She also needs to grow up. It's, it's almost like she's running away from herself. Yes, and she needs someone to call her out the way she calls them out. Aren't I a great analyst? You are, Iwena. deep. It's almost like people who stay drunk because being sober is going to remind me of why I wanted to be drunk yes. in the first place. Yeah. That's what I picked up from her. Yes. Am I channeling Knox? You are channeling Knox. She reminded <laughs> me of me. I laugh a lot. Yes, you yes, knew yes. how much I hide behind laughter. Mm. And with Knox, she hides behind noise. Yes. And so it's nice to see her in a quiet moment. And that was a hard thing for me to play, uh, just in the terms of the challenge of doing the role. Because one thing I love about Bianca, she's about her subtext. Mm. You don't just cardboard acting. Oh, yeah, Bianca is the Mustang. It's Bianca her movie. Is like, yeah, it's, it's her movie. Yes. Yeah, so it, it, it was really, and for all of us, she did that. She was like, play the top subtext. We're all seeing what's happening, but we need to know this other process yes. is going on with you. And uh, So basically, don't, don't just this. act. Don't just act. Be. Be. Think about this person. And I think that's why she also casts people she knows have that essence already of yes. the character. So you don't have to go fetch it far. Sure. Um, yeah, it's one of those movies where someone will say, ah, why aren't you guys just dreaming like everyone else? I'm like, see it on the big screen and you'll see why you can't see it on a small screen first. In fact, we watched it at um, Emperor's. Yes. Um, and they've got the most incredible screen. Hey. I've never seen you like that. You didn't live in color like that. Buena. But also because on the poster, uh, on the poster you can see a bit of her bum. Uh, but really? now, hey, you must look at the poster. Your bum is a bit there. <laughs> on no, that level. It's just a bit of skin there, there. No, there. fresh. It's, it's you the cast, I'll take there. it. Anyway, so that screen, you know. It's amazing. So, so you have to watch it on the big screen. You have to watch it on the big screen, especially the action. How gorgeous does Zanzibar look? It does. It at, does. In that size, you feel like you're there. Like, I feel like I could smell my sweat watching it because that wasn't fake sweat. Like, in the beginning, makeup had to come and spritz me. Ah, uh, friend, but... <laughs> By take five, they were like, Ay, she's fine, she's melting. Well, good. Yo. But listen, it's an incredible movie. Thank you. Uh, not that I'm trying to run away from the movie. You want to talk about other things. Yes, of but course. please go watch The Honeymoon. honeymoon. It's All incredible. cinemas. In, in, in fact, uh, because we, we, we have you here for Wow, What a Week, you can't make this ish up. Sorry, I can't even swear on my own show. I, I can't believe I'm so <laughs> in radio mode still. <laughs> One of the things you can't make up 
So I went to your uh, premiere with a friend of mine. Uh-huh. And according to the uh, papers, we were very cozy. Oh. Were we cozy? I didn't see you cozy with anyone. Maybe the definition of cozy is you pass them a drink and then they took it from your hand and then... I'm not even kissing up to you, bro. I didn't see you cozy up to anyone. I don't remember being cozy. And then apparently we left to go to a hotel. Can you imagine two grown adults who are both divorced going to a hotel? Pick me. Why are we doing go to a hotel? Pick me, sir. Pick me, sir. To, I'm to, sure you guys, to, pay, to pay, you guys pay bond. I just want to answer this one. Okay, I'm okay, sure go you guys ahead. pay bond. Okay, okay, go ahead. I'm sure you guys pay bond. Uh, yes, number uh, one. Two, two bonds, yeah. Yeah. Number two, uh, I would have to follow you. To know when to a hotel. To know that you went to a hotel because we were in a place where you must walk all the way to parking. And, oh. the, and the car was right in front of the entrance. Oh, were you one of those who parked this side, not the underground? No. I so how would anyone see that you went to a hotel? But that's what I don't understand. Why must papers embellish everything? Because people need to get paid. If you don't... Oh, yeah, it's sexier it's when it's sexy, it, you yes, had a bit of sleep. Yes, and then they went to a hotel. And you want them to move you up from page... 18 to page 3 at uh, least, so you can chow. Okay. So that, that's when I took abuse from newspaper and they imply, people. And they implied that's why we went to the hotel to, yeah. to chow. Yeah. So that's what the, for me, that's how I started treating uh, the bad news yes, or yes. people who just come at me unnecessarily mm. in media. I would go, well, we all have to send an invoice at the end of the month. Sure. I don't sure. know Skolota Sadimani, so yeah, they I, do I what they need. I not hold it against you that against you're doing what you ought to yeah. do for yourself. You needed to submit. In fact, you talk about how Knox is almost constantly chasing anything but her reality. Yeah. You've been through a lot. Yeah. You know, from racial abuse on the radio, death threats, an accident that almost took you and your family out, and people who celebrated the fact that you and your family almost died in an accident. Yeah, that was hard. Take us through having to deal with that because you can't switch it off. And even if you do... It's just for a minute. Yeah. And then it's back to your life again. I went off social media for a while. Yeah. Um, Because my son also got very ill around that time. Mm -hmm. I remember on one of the days, actually, um, I had to travel with protection and I had to remove my name from my car and all of that. You are lying. True story. So the death threats were that No, they were real. They were real. There was a time um, somebody alerted me. They sent me a screen grab of a Facebook message because there was a group and they were going, we've spotted her, she's on her way to Mpumalanga. You are lying. They gave the registration of the car they saw me in and they were like, who's that side? And I was like, okay, this is actually not a joke anymore. This is serious. And then I get a call. My son had turned blue. Um, He just stopped breathing and they'd rushed him to hospital. Mm. So now I had to come back and be like, yes. I need to go deal with my child. Sure. So it was easier to switch out outside noise because I had a focus, which was my baby yes. and my family. And to be honest, I also did switch off me. I switched off and I went into hyper to me marake mode. Mm. So Bikume so, so, wasn't what, there. So what does to me marake mode Hyper like? to me marake mode is I switch on a switch and I'm in performance mode all the time. Uh, yes. I didn't switch off. I didn't go down. And the downside to that is it took, after having the car accident, for me to break down. I had a panic attack. Mm. Um, I went into depression. Mm. I had to go back into therapy on a serious level. I I fought because I had to be uh, put back on antidepressants and I didn't want to be on antidepressants. Mm. And I was mm. like, let's do everything else except 
antidepressants. Sure. So it was a hard time, but I had family around me and I had mm. strangers around me. I had different political figures around me who were just like, we've got you. Yes. So I felt like, okay, they've got me. Mm. Why am I worried? And eventually it blew over. And funny enough, three months later, I had another car accident. And I was in the middle of writing my book. And I was like, okay, now I feel like the universe is telling me something. Sure. You know, I need to stop. I need to breathe. Mm -hmm. And I think from that point onwards, which is 2018, my life changed. You know, I I became a little bit more selfish. I became a little bit more self-aware. And so I'm glad that stuff happened, man. Mm -hmm. You know, it it, it gave me focus. When... A lot happens within your life. Mm. Some relationships can't handle that pressure. Yeah. How did it affect your marriage? Oh, no, it was in cuck. It was already in cuck before this happened. Jeez. So we were already... Um, was it your mom jokes? <laughs> <laughs> he did ask, why do I keep bringing the cuck jokes home? Like, why do we get the nonsense? And when you're on stage, you're shining. Um, <laughs> so we had been uh, in therapy for about a year when this thing happened, mm. marital counseling. Sure. And... Just when we were starting to pick ourselves up, this happened. Just as you're starting to look sexy to each other yeah, again. Nah, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, it did, I suppose, because also there comes a point where you feel like you're too much for your partner. It's yes. too much for them to carry. So you start to keep things to yourself and carry them by yourself. Meanwhile, what they're reading is, oh, I'm being shut out again. Oh, so yes. there's something going on here that yes. you clearly have decided I don't need to know. And then they have whatever response they have to that. Then, so and then by the time we're meeting again at a halfway point, we're like, ah. and it's like, why are we doing this? Why are we doing? And 2019, in fact, our I was like, this is when it's over. Sure. Um, and the funny thing though is, then that's the year when we're going, ah, we're gonna call it quits. We then find out our green cards have been approved for America. I'm like, ah. Okay, wait. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's reevaluate speed to speed. Because you're approved as a couple, right? I approved as a couple. Yeah, as a family. As a family. And so I'm like, this is either the breakup trip. Yes. Or this is the makeup trip. Absolutely. And I'm very grateful that we went, this is the makeup trip. Mm, yeah. Mm. So if the green cards had not been approved, hypothetically, where do you think your marriage would be right now? Based it on probably knowing be, what you know about the back then. It would probably be in a much better place even. Because I think then going into the pandemic mm. and all of that. Oh, you're going to be stuck in bed together anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think we would still be a different couple, but probably even better. Because the change of this transatlantic move, yes, the yes, change yes. with the pandemic, what it did to us financially. Um, look, we did better than a lot of people, mm. but it was still a big shift. Sure. And then now with us uh, resettling our careers in a whole other country mm. has presented a whole other phase of challenges for us, you know. So, yeah, this thing, the same genre as a pandemic, try marriage. Yay! <laughs> and unfortunately, there is no vaccine. <laughs> None. None. You're, you're if I, you die, you die. Wear your hazmat situations <laughs> and just hope for the best. Um, but you know what I love? We are now at a, at, a, at, a, at a stage where I always say, if it works out, it's going to work the heck out. Yes. And if it ends, it's going to end beautifully oh, yes. because as people we've realized our appreciation of each other mm. 
And that's what matters. And they're just still a great team. They're still a great team. Whether there's love or not, you're a great exactly. team. Exactly. Yes. And we're raising the dopest kids ever. Yes. So I'm like, listen, there's a project we got right. If project marriage is like done, project kids is flying. How's the move been? It's been insane. Yeah. So initially, we were going to move to New York, you yeah. know, and that's where we started out. We could have afforded with budgeted. Stop the train. Why America? So it's his dream. Since I've ever met him, like I've known him since university, sure. first year at Vets. Mm. So that's about that's about 23 years of knowing someone. Yeah. And so he kept going to New York to do work. Uh, he'd been to Santa Barbara as well, mm. UK. And the one that never stopped was the story about New York, New yes. York, America, New York. And working in South Africa as a foreign national, sort of, because mm. uh, he's a naturalized sure. citizen. Um, you know, he's French speaking, his is Sesotho, it's not like, you know, street, mm. um, doesn't speak Zulu, does accents, all kinds, like from anywhere in the world. He just felt like he wasn't really living up to his full potential in this country. Oh, yeah. He'd written for everyone, been in any everything, mm. directed for mm. mom at some point, did a lot of projects with people from the US and the UK. And so he was like, it doesn't make sense that my best work is overseas, but I live here. Yeah. And it's from a family that lives all over the world. Oh, yes. So I knew it was inevitable mm. that we're all going to have to pay. Eventually. And go eventually. I was really hoping for UK. Yeah. But US was the dream. And it made sense because then my I was looking at my career going, of course, stand-up comedy, I will thrive. Mm. You know, and my kids live on YouTube. So any They're American. They'll be fine. They're American. <laughs> They're already trying. On God, on God. So, <laughs> so that that made sense. Yeah. And so in the, the, the tricky thing about the move now is I'm doing Maraka here. Yes. Yeah, I go, but do you know who I am? Sure. You know, I just, I arrive and I get what I want. You get to the U.S. and it's like, oh, big fish. The small pond was nice. You're, you're rebuilding. Now you're from in the scratch. ocean. Yeah, from scratch. It's humbling. Yes. So it's been fantastic and frustrating at the same time because I'm so used to earning so much money. Yes. And then you get there and you're earning, you know, if you're anyhow. Earning. If you're earning. Nah, hey. yeah. But you're earning anyhow. Sure. And I'm like, I can't be earning anyhow. Do you know who I am? <laughs> you know, back home. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. I get my respect in New York and then I get to Atlanta. I feel like I'm hitting a brick wall, yes. you know. It's yeah, like why there's it's way relaxed, clicky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's hard, but I'm enjoying it because it's it's a new thing. It's like I'm rebuilding, I'm reversioning to be more right. But also, don't forget you're the roach. You survive everything. I survive everything. I belong everywhere. You survived racist <laughs> and death threats and a car accident and the BCCSA uh, and, and, and. I survived myself also. America is nothing. It's not, man. It's nothing. I, I, won't lie. I won't lie. It does worry me, though, in, just in terms of gun violence. And yeah. just because that's just because I've lived in Joburg for so long yeah. and I've never had to sit around gunshots. Exactly. It's never been a reality for exactly. me. So when you... And we have guns. And we have guns for yeah. days, bro. Yeah. But we pull them out uh, according, yes. you know? Yes. Yes. So I, I feel like there it's a little bit wild, wild west. You're, you're not entirely sure why. Please hold on. We are recording here. What are you doing? And please don't cut that out. I don't know who is upstairs and is dropping things. I'm saying, what if they fainted? Just now you find a guy collapsed. Oh, if they die, they die. Please <gasps> get them on camera because it would actually be good for ratings to have someone die in shot. Anyway, you were saying, I apologize. <laughs> Working with amateur. <laughs> so yeah. it's interesting because also, um, it's funny, you know, the first thing when you're a comedian, you go overseas, people go, you must try and reach out to Trevor Noah. Yeah, yeah, Trevor Fag. I'm like, <laughs> why? Like, 
but I think that's the other thing, though, that people often assume we are all from the same commune. Right. So we lived together. Yes. Um, even like when I worked at the SABC, mm. people would always say to me, yeah, you know, uh, tell Zola I said, what's up? <laughs> like, I've been in Zola in 10 years. We don't live in a commune where we all wake up, we all have breakfast, and like, home's on this door, and now it's time to do. But people treat you like we all live together. And they assume, yeah, we all get along and say, and then there's nothing like that. It's insane. But also, I, I'm not good at doing the baking plate thing. And maybe that's what slows down my career. But also, I think it's the thing that helps me confidently say I built myself up. But also, if a relationship is not organically growing, yes. why should you force it because now we're in the same country? Exactly. Because if you right. organically... Flexing with one another. Yeah. It would have happened before you moved there. Right. Now all of a sudden I'm in town. I was like, ah, sure. I also feel like in my own right, I will do what I need to do. I mean, I already did a, a project that was between uh, an American company and mm. Finland, and yeah. that happened on my own. So is the project finished? Hey. So there, there are a lot of opportunities coming, and I think South Africa will, I, I will definitely do the country proud. Now, Habi does like quite a few accents, like you said. Yeah. Do you guys have a role play? And if you don't, if you did, which accent would actually get you going? Ooh, if I could get one of those Afro, Afro, think francophone accents. I don't want a French accent. I have French white dude from France. I oh, want. Oh, so you I want a guy fresh a off a boat or something? Fresh off the boat. Yeah, that yeah. one. You know, the one way when it sounds like this guy is as dark as night. He's as dark as eleven fifty nine. Or is a car guard? Oof, not a car guard. The car guards don't have enough weight. Maybe a maleness. <laughs> How is met a Congolese maleness? Are you serious? He was, yeah, that, that cup of hot chocolate. No, no, but also, but Congolese men generally are very sexy. Oh. I mean, I'm a very straight man, but when I see a Congolese man, I'm like, You question yourself, son. Eh? You, you like it? It's like, I think it would be like, yeah. But it's a bit. What caught your attention this week? Let's talk about your car make. Oh. shop. Not me minding my own business and somebody sends me the screen grab. Yeah. I can't remember this woman's name, but there's Trump holding up a fist. Oh, he did an Amanda. He did an Amanda. After his arraignment. He, so he does a whole Amanda, and there's Mandela next to him in this picture like this. And this woman has the audacity to say Trump is America's Nelson Mandela. I vomited in my mouth. My ancestors held their hands. I have never, I've, I, listen. He's this, but he, I think he deli this? he deliberately did the Amanda so that he could almost martyr himself. It was deliberate. No man. I'm I'm, I'm surprised Donovan Moodley didn't put Amanda when, when when he was going for his. Um, no, but I think he was going for the parole board. Yes. Even Oscar Pistorius was in front of the parole board. I'm surprised he didn't do the Mandela. But it's, it, it just reminded me of the audacity of, yes. of, of rightists and right-wingers and white people with superiority complexes. Because I was like, that's also a black power sign. And, 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 and they're the same people then who carry on like there's a genocide against them. Yes, and well, we must get over well, it. They're and in danger. It, oh, gosh. And you move to that very country. Like that Are you guy. sure? You can come back home, eh? So that shocked me. Yeah. That shocked me. Because also, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting the things they like to channel. 
the people who are anti us and yes. then when it suits them they can come and appropriate our things because i don't know if you remember during the election mm. there was this woman who was trending she was praying no some oh. some american woman in a church okay. and she was like they're praying for trump to win and she's like the african angel are coming they come from africa they landed from africa that. and this one was like he's definitely gonna lose because that's ancestors <laughs> and those are not happy people they are they don't want to tell they're still upset that we got into the boat <laughs> so i was scared so i was like that prayer works not the way she wanted they were like okay we're coming we're going to take out the trash continue bring us call us in and in fact they're continuing hence the arraignment thank you and and you know the wild thing about why why trump uh, was arrested the other day yeah is the the fact that this is the mildest of the things he's done so far this is the mildest doesn't it remind you of who's that mafia boss um uh, Al Capone. Al Capone, because they couldn't arrest him for all the bedas and the likes and the what what. Yes. They could only get him for tax. Exactly. It feels like a similar thing where they went, okay, so we can't really nail him for all those other things. But we know he I'm shagged a porn star, <laughs> and then we know he paid hush money. <laughs> so why not? In fact, speaking of porn stars, there is a adult shop in the UK, oh. and they had an ad. Uh, you know, uh, Prince Harry wrote a book, yeah. tell-all uh, yes. book, and uh, this ad has a gag ball, and um, they say something to the effect that Harry, um, something like, what, what, what do they say? Uh, um, Harry, not every, the, the silence is sometimes golden, and then there's a gag ball, and now this ad has to be pulled, because apparently kids might see it. Oh, I think it's a brilliant ad. It is, and also if a child understands it, mama, papa, what are you not hiding from that child? I mean, I'm sorry, because I know that will go over my kids' heads. In fact, apparently, the Love Honey promos displayed at Clapham Junction in southwest London in February. It featured an image of a gag ball and a large text stating, Silence is golden, Harry, oh. and directed people to buy other similar products on wow. its website. Wow. So, yeah. If I was Harry, though, I'd clap back with my own selection. However, my collection is complete. It's fine. But she's not Harry. She uses feet. Ah. It works. Ah. Ah. He's on a roll, ladies and gentlemen. Call me Sesame. Call me Sesame, but I'm on a roll. And I fit because it's a very big roll. Wow. Now you're a hot dog. You're on a roll. Now, there's a big story um, that um, came out earlier on. Um, Finance Minister Inogodongwana has withdrawn for now the gazette that exempts ESCOM from disclosing irregular and fruitless expenditure. They wanted to be allowed to keep quiet, including where people are stealing. They wanted to be allowed to just kind of shh about Yeah, this one is not your business. Look there. But why would you want to blatantly allow people who have been eating to eat without having to be held responsible? I, I don't understand. No, then great pull-out game to him. Eh? That's good pull-out game then. But he says for now. For now? Yes. Or until he's... Because... He, until he goes, hey, it's enough, it's enough. Because the Auditor General, <laughs> I know, had a problem with it. Yeah. And now she's like, she's happy they've done this for now. For now. So that we can discuss it. Because you can't say to people, here's a blank check. Yes. Go shopping. Go that's shopping. Because that's what yeah. it is. Unless they were going, no, don't worry about the petty cash. We're telling you the things you sent us for here. Here's the receipt. That other stuff is petty cash. Don't worry. But a couple of billion, there's nothing petty about that, eh? Yeah, but this is South Africa. You're like, it must be Tuesday. Can I tell you? Can I tell you a personal story? Yeah. About things you can't make up. So, a industry 
dude I know. He worked behind the scenes. Right. So he's not a celebrity. He passed away um, a couple of weeks ago, and he lived with his pregnant girlfriend. Right. And so he'd been sick. He had headaches and whatever else for the longest time, and he literally refused to go to the doctor. Uh, the day he went to the doctor was because he was passing in and out. And he, he, he had a lump on his forehead. Oh, my God. It turns out he had a tumor that he just left. And that's how he, he, he passed away. And obviously then the family arrive at the flat to, I guess, start the processes of we're going to bury him. Uh-huh. Um, girlfriend is pregnant. Like, I think she's due in a month or two. Do you know that I think the day after the funeral, the family took everything from that flat and left her without a, a thing. They even took the matras she was sitting on. Are they Shannon? They, right? oh man. Stop no, I'm only asking. That. No, it's not even that. Yeah. I was told it's a cultural thing. This, yeah. The same thing happened to my mother. That's why I'm asking. My mother was married to a Tonga man. Yes. Well, they were not married. They were cohabiting. Sure. And the day after he was buried and when we got back home to Mafikeng, nothing was there. The family came and collected everything and they said it's a cultural thing they took everything yeah, that's what i'm asking they took the bed they used to sleep the matras she was mourning on yes was taken yeah. my mom my my younger sister who's my half sister was literally like two years old yeah. and these people didn't even go how are you gonna feed this child they literally went we want all of his cars all the furniture he bought all of the money gone took his house even like but, it's insane. but why do we treat grieving black women like that? Because I don't think it happens in any other culture, or does it? I don't know. Like I said, the explanation we got for this one was that it's cultural. But also, as, as young black women, we also need to educate ourselves because a lot of times we are covered in things we didn't know about. Like, oh, for yes, example, yes. she can go and claim his provisional tax. Sure. Um, she can also, if she can prove she was financially dependent on him mm-hmm. and can prove that this child is his, sure. she can also go and claim her rights to his inheritance. And the matras. Don't be lazy. At least bring the matras. Also, I mean, Exactly. It has my Wet patch on it. Where you take I mean, things huh? happened there. I dog. Uh, some people are just sick. But also, for me, even if it was my culture, you know, I feel like the things we pick and choose that sure. in terms of... It's a buffet. Yeah, it's a buffet. When it suits you, when, it's, exactly, it's our culture. It's exactly. our culture. And I, I, it's tragic because, you know, the people at the forefront of this are other women. I don't know why. But it was, the, in fact, it was doing it, in fact the, the mother. You see. Yes. And that thing of, yeah, you killed my son. I'm like, wow, really? And what do I benefit from killing your son? Absolutely. Pregnant and alone. Carrying. It's sad. In fact, speaking of sad, um, I also wanted to actually touch on a lot of the things you were sent to the BCCSA for. I firmly believe it was a white male saying exactly the same thing. It would have probably been, okay, and now for the weather. (laughs) Am I right or wrong? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> sometimes, uh, uh, you know, in other instances, I remember a producer saying to me, you never should have even heard about these these other cases, but you clearly had a producer who didn't have your back or a station manager who didn't have your back because these were actually a non-issue and never should have come. Been brought and, to and, and in fact, it was a waste of BCCSA time. Yep. 
One of them, actually, one of the cases uh, was apparently very funny in court yeah. um, because it actually went that far. It went to court. It went, it went to court. And um, a dude who was an ex-station uh, programs manager yes. attended. And he calls me. He's like, listen, even the judge was laughing. That's how hectic this thing was in that you made a joke. When they listened, they were all laughing about it. Exactly. And the context made sense. And that's why you won the case. Exactly. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad I made their day. (laughs) But but can we fix that, though? Because I, I, I... I, I, I always argue that on the hierarchy of visible to invisible, mm. right at the bottom is the black girl, mm-hmm. followed by the black woman. Okay. It's never going to be fixed, my friend, and I'm going to tell you why. Tell me. Particularly in this country, we're a country of apologists. Sure. And so um, the minute you call white people out, you are aggressive, you are taking us back, you are... Um, you're, 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 what is it? you're divisive. Sure. Uh, you're, so you're not allowed to identify problematic behavior. Um, it's like how now, even with when we talk about GBV and women and how we report, all it takes is one chick with one fake accusation yes. for all the valid ones to now be brought into question. Yes. So, in, in fact, I, I, I can relate. Yeah, I, 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 I can totally relate. So I, I don't know. I, we're never gonna fix it. All we, what we can do is fight back and and discourage that kind of thing more and more. Mm-hmm. It's like I was saying to you, I go, the person who goes and complains is not complaining for their offense. They're offended on behalf of someone else. Mm-hmm. Or there's another one who sent me because I praised um, a video. There's a music video, Yachakwesta, where he burns the old South African flag, oh, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes. And I was like, that's how we do it, man. Sure. You know, you can't be flying. Because I'd been to festivals when mm-hmm. I was working at that place where they would be flying the old South African flag mm-hmm. and no one took issue with that. Sure. This white dude writes to ABCCSA and said, I was inciting violence. I'm like, how am I inciting violence on a flag that doesn't exist or have relevance anymore in this and country right now? a flag that is, for a lot of people, a trigger yeah because that flag is associated yeah. with violence of that period and then I'm, I'm me i'm inciting violence no my brother you are inciting violence by flying that thing in the first place you know what i mean we are a country that is pussyfooting around each other for so long and the day's gonna come when we're all tired of pussyfooting and that's gonna end badly we're mm. gonna implode mm. because we're refusing to have the conversations you know what i mean um and i just i appreciate that even these young these new tiptoes and the gen z's they are starting to have that conversation mm. you know they're challenging so many things they call the, the, the 2000s almost fear nothing yeah yes, the, the fear for uh, the day i saw them calling them tatole nelly m We've lost them. Now they are uh, forced onto themselves. And I'm excited to watch it happen. I see it with my own children. You know, Mm. they're quite young. And you will think I politicized them. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I felt like they're going to grow up too quickly if I um, make them aware of Mm -hmm. who they are racially and all. Didn't take me. I found my daughter frustrated on YouTube. I'm like, what are we watching? She's like, I'm trying to find brown girls, mom. Oh, wow. Because she she loves gaming and yes. she loves um, um, animation, and she was just like, I'm I'm looking for the black girls who do this. Yes, you know, and that wasn't me. They weren't taught that by me. Mm. Um, I've seen it with my son as well. Uh, in America, he's 
pushing keeping his South African accent. Oh, yeah. He is pushing knowing his history. When there's elections, he goes, Mommy, these are the top five, okay? So I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but let me tell you about this guy, this guy, and this guy. And I'm like, That is incredible. When are you, when are you reading up on these things? Yes, and, yes. But those are the children I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited that those are the kids who are interested in their history mm-hmm. because they are, my, I call my house the United Colors of Benetton. Yes. We are friends with people from all walks of life on the continent and around the world, every race from Asian to white to mm. all kinds of black, right? Mm. And yet my children will tell you they've read The Long Walk to man, uh, to, to Freedom. They will tell you... The abridged one for kids or the whole thing? The, the abridged one for kids, okay. but my eldest has read the, the adult one as well. It's a very long book. This okay. is a child who's read the Alex Ferguson book. Jeez. She read it in like a week. So I feel like... We are going to have a different angle on this that mm. no one can push back as you're pulling out the race card. Mm. Because I remember Bonsu, that's my firstborn one, saying to me, Mom, I don't get it because I hang out with the twins, it's these two white twins. Mm. They were doing better at Zulu, he was doing better at English. So if it was a funny white, relationship. If it's white twins, it will be true. But anyway. You know what I mean. Yes, I was just stating okay. for illustration. <laughs> and he was like, I, I, know, I know, I love them. Like, they're my people and they are people and we come. So I need to understand how the black and white thing worked oh, and I was yes. like yeah I need to explain this thing to my son mm. and funny enough it, that was around the time I also explained the bicycle thing. I used the bicycle analogy for the first time was actually with my son uh, about the land before issue. it hit about the land issue yeah yes, when we yes. got feathered down and I was like you know right now I don't feel like we're divided according to race so much I think right now it's a it's a class thing it's a money thing mm. the blacks with the money tend to actually not care what's happening anymore they don't know if it's a black and white thing it's in about fact, am I still eating in, in fact you can't make this up I mean I've got black friends that started going to the four ways market yeah right and there was a black friend of mine who said, there's a lot of blacks now. I don't go there anymore. Exactly. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> exactly. Do you think a day will come when we acknowledge how good apartheid was? Yeah. You know, will, will a day come when we all acknowledge how effective it was? Apartheid was brilliant because Yo. it is still at work Yo. and it will take more than one generation Yo. to fix it. No, they were good because at what they Because it's up here. Yes. It's up here. Can you imagine if we filled our parliament, our government with that level of intelligence yes. of doctors, psychologists, scientists, thinkers who can shape and come up with systems that are effective. Make a system that will outlast us. Because you're right. If you send your child to a school and it's all black or all the teachers are black, there are no white teachers, you're going to go, ah, yeah, this one doesn't have white people. I don't want it. And sometimes we don't even do it consciously. We just go, "Mm, I went to this restaurant. There were no white people. I think let's try the other one. In fact, I'll give you an example. I mean, I, from nursery school, I went to nursery school with white kids, Indian kids. Right. It was United Nations yeah. at nursery mm. in the 70s. Yeah. Primary school. I was in primary school with kids from countries around the world. High school. But moving from YFM to 5FM, still in the back of my mind, because the system is so effective, mm. there were days I'd ask myself, am I going to fit in? Mm. I grew up with kids like the men who were working there yeah. and the women that are working there. Yeah. But in the back of my mind, I still have this imposter thing going. Mm that am I sure I want to move here? You know, it's, it's, it's perceived as a white radio station, but sorry, my mom is watching and... <laughs> anyway, and, 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 and for me, it was very deep yeah. for myself yeah. 
that why am I scared that I'm going into a perceived as white environment when I grew up with them? Yeah. I know that they're not better than me because of their skin color. If you're better than me, you're better than me because you kick ass. Not because right. your skin color makes you automatically superior. But I fresh think about it. The private schools we send our kids to, yeah. all the teachers are white. The ground staff is black. You know we complain about that at one of the schools. Like we 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 complained you're about sending that. a message. In in in, in 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 fact, I remember uh, 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 the wife was often seen as a rabble rouser. Yeah. Because she would write to the principal. Yeah. That why is it that the, the only black staff members are the ground staff mm. and the cleaners? Mm. What are you saying to our kids? Exactly. And she'd raise it all the time. Mm. So every time our car would arrive, I'm sure the headmistress would open the cat Yeah, they come. It's like the sequence I'm not here. And it's a problem. It is. And, 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 and the fact that schools are allowed to even have that, yeah. it, it's not right. Mm. I mean, companies are told you need to be triple BEE, you need to be this, you need to be that, but schools are allowed to have an all-white teacher compliment. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And it's not like we don't have the teachers who are capable. I mean, I was speaking to a white friend who was telling me how they have this excellent new maths teacher, black yes. man. Yeah. And she was like, but now these guys have started a WhatsApp group on the side and they're like, they're not comfortable with you this guy as the teacher. And she was saying her daughter has been doing so well. Like her daughter literally in one term, yes. had this guy has turned her around. Yes. yes. You know, he is just so in tune with the kids. And she was saying, I, I don't understand what these guys are trying to do because this guy knows exactly what he's doing. And she was like, honestly, I'm going to tell you now it's because he's a black dude and we've never had a black dude in the school. Exactly. Because I think this was her third or second child mm. going through the school. And yes. she was like, we've never had this before. Ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. And schools are allowed to get away with and, it. And then parents can go through arms because they're like, ah, yeah, yeah, what is this? Our child cannot know that a black dude can... But how is it allowed? But how is it allowed, though? That it's the country, isn't it? We live in a country where uh, deals were made that we clearly are not to. talking about. Yeah, we're not privy to it. Yeah. But I'm telling you now, freedom came at a bigger price than just the lives lost. I feel like there's an agreement that goes beyond the violence of the time mm. and whatever mm. was signed mm. in front of all of us in that mm. time. Mm. When you, and you look at it, when you look at our parents when they retire, when they retire with their white counterparts, mm. who's still living better? You know, mm. you look at. Um, um, the quality of life of a poor black and a poor white. Mm. We're, we're not quite on the same level. And so I don't want to have these conversations going to go, ah, she's still the one of this white woman. Yeah, and she's wearing red. We know where she belongs. But I just feel like as, as South Africans, the minute we start having these kind of honest conversations with each other, the further forward we're going to move. Because mm. right now we're moving around in a circle. We're like a goat that was tied in a circle with a rope around its neck. They've removed the, ne the rope, but we're still walking around the same damn circumference because we are dodging an issue. And I don't know what the hell we're so afraid of. Mm. Rather go through it, not around it, so we can freaking do something great for our kids in the future. I want our kids to be the Ruberts, the Ruberts and the Watwats of the world. I want mm. our kids to build wealth, but the wealth needs to start here. Sure. Our kids cannot still be falling. And that's why I think our kids fall into African-American culture so much and they reach for things outside of themselves. Because there's, no, because there's, because there's no leadership here. Yeah, we're not grounded in anything solid because yes. we haven't committed to any sure. truth. Those guys have committed to their truth. Mm. And then we start and, committing and, and, and to it And they market it to us so much. Yes. We jump into it. We jump into it. But do you blame us? What are we all sold on and agreed on mm. as a people right now? And that our kids can actually dig into and say this is who I am I want whereas all South Africa 
mastered the yes. concept of nationalism and, and its and, national identity. And it's still there. And it's still there. That's mm -hmm. why them, we can try and conquer, but it will never be through division. Yeah. Yeah. Us, mm. still divided, mm. still conquered. We may claim we have the country. They created a lager. We want to drink one. <laughs> we need to wake up. We live in a fool's paradise. But it's not all doom and gloom, guys. At least we have beer. Says the girl going to America after this. Yeah, but have you seen how much I've lived in America and how much I've been here? Which is also a bugbear in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, the, the, the relationship and being at home. It's like... But that's why the good Lord created uh, phone and video sex, though. Oh, yeah. And that's also why we're rich. Exactly. You must be rich so you can afford things like that. Like, Yasin, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in South Africa for the next three months. I'll see you. I'll see you when I come It's not a stupid fight. Exactly. You, you forgot the salmon. Yeah. I said salmon. You brought tilapia. I'm going to South Africa. I can't, I can't, I can't look at you right now. I can't. I'm can't. I can't. I'm, I'm going home for two, three weeks, three months, and I'll be back. But also, I have to come home. My gang is here, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I work with the underground gang, and some of them have been like, yeah, we've got passports, let's go. Others, the are, others are like, the others, others are like, others are still forget swimming. They're like, ah, see you in Dao, ah, see, see, leave us alone. But what is, it, what is it with us the way we're swimming? When you come out, like, Speak for yourself. Some of us are for, Some of us swim and we know how to come out like Baywatch. Nahade. Naki balagi beza di backstroke. When I obal over ten and you waddle, you waddle. Me, me, I know strokes, my friend. I know strokes. You know strokes somewhere else. I know strokes in the ocean. You know what I mean? Me, I don't play. Me, I'm here. I remember being hungover and going swimming in the ocean <laughs> and my friends are like you have never been more caucasian like your caucasity is at its peak right now because i was like i need to work this hangover out absolutely then i came out feeling alive it works yeah. it works but then i was like yeah it's true my mother's school fees wait you know me and you could talk for like a day and a half right oh she is unfortunately i need to let you go ah uh, don't let me go <laughs> i must I've known you for a very long time. You know that. Like, it's been long, long. I know. Like, I was in high school, Don. I know. That's insane, Fresh. And look at us. We're still here. Friend. Absolutely. Rade, never say that. You know what the weirdest thing is? You know how you talk about how you have the resilience of a cockroach? Mm -hmm. Often when people ask me what animal would I be by an animal, I tell them the exact same thing. True story. Oath. Really? I tell them I'd be a cockroach. Because I will survive anything Amen. and everything. And I can thrive in any environment. Amen. Transplant me to any country mm -hmm. and I will make it work. You know what? Any country. But do you know why? Tell me why. We know who we are, babe. Exactly. And exactly. Never forget who the hell you are. No one can take that from Because half your battle is won in understanding who the hell you are. Amen. We want to drop the mic. Pow. And to me, my is about to leave the building and make your way back to the U.S., and try and conquer Atlanta because why you were quite loved. Still, I'm in America. You get a New York they, they, they don't have enough blacks. And then you get to Atlanta, like, damn, son. Too many of us. Oh, I have to leave you with this, though. We yes. are colonizing Atlanta. I've been to places where, you know, this whole issue with gentrification yes. owned by South Africans, bruh. Oh, wow. Uh, no, listen. So it's not just the Nigerians. Uh, it's not just. Because, because, no, no, because Nigerians have made a. Like proper footprint. Yes. Yeah. And 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 that's one thing I actually love and respect about Nigerians. Yeah. They never forget who they, they yeah. are. And they walk into a room mm. confident. Yeah. Doesn't matter where in the world yep. we are. If we can learn that from West Africans, not just Nigerians, we'd actually get so far. They scatter you. Yeah. And then they build. 
We just know scatterings of Africa. Fresh, <laughs> <laughs> huh? can we just go? Like, we're never going to fit. We'll talk offline. Bye, guys. Please go watch The Honeymoon. It's an incredible movie. Uh, she plays Knox. Knox is... <laughs> my spirit animal. That's, that's not... Watch <laughs> The Honeymoon. Follow Tumimoraki on all social media. And if you're watching this from the US, remember the name Tumimoraki. You think Trevor Noah did things. <laughs> you just wait. She's still building. She's still building. But once she's built, the Statue of Liberty, the torch, she's going to put it down like this. And some, ah, Tumi's here. Let me put the torch down. Tumi, I love you. I love you. Respect you like nothing but love for you and the work you do. Thank you. And. I'm glad you are starting all over again somewhere else because the world deserves you. And often we didn't appreciate you enough. And often we didn't come to your defense where we needed to come to your defense when you were under attack. And I'm glad you're rebuilding somewhere else. Maybe they'll appreciate you more than we did. Let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, Tumi Morake is leaving the building. This is... What a week. What a week. Celebrity guest. Celebrity guest. This is Wow, What a Week, part of the Africa Podcast Network. Our guest is in the building. Some people want to become DJs. Some want to open up a restaurant. Some want to earn lots of money and maybe give some to charity. Maybe donate uh, shoes to school kids. Maybe come up with two incredible Afro-tech events. Afro house events, the next guest has done all of that and a bit more and lost a car in the process. Please, let's give a wow welcome to Shimza. Shimza. How are you, man? What's up, Shimi? No, I'm good. I'm sorry. You're? Yeah. yeah. Good way, man. I'm okay. Man. You, know, you, know, you know things have changed when DJs are now wearing uh, LV uh, tops just casually. Ah. Uh, yeah. I, I had lunch with, I had dinner with Temba last night. He was like an LV from head to toe. I'm like, hey, my friends are making a lot of money. No, it's not even, it's not even about that. That's the thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Did you ever imagine when you started your journey as a teenager with horrible dreadlocks? His dreadlocks were horrible. <laughs> my man, who made those dreadlocks? Uh, I made them myself. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I'm sure you started the sunlight, the green one. Like even in your wildest dreams, did you think it would become what it's become? I don't think I th- I thought that far. Yes. I thought about what is it that I can do right now yes. that makes sense to where I want to go. Mm. You know, and um, that's how I've sort of like been able to be patient with people even mm. who had certain keys to doors that I wanted oh, yes, to be yes. opened, you know. So I think the patience for me has, is what really kept me going mm. and understanding that like it's it's good for you to to wait for your turn, mm. you know, mm. wait for your turn um, with the most uh, humble patience as, mm. as possible mm. and things will always fall into place, you know. And if you kick ass and consistently so, yeah. something will happen. 100%. So when you get to a point in your life where you're at a certain stage, make sure that that stage um, presents you in the most um, amazing way so mm. that the people that are looking at, the people at your level, yeah. you sort of stand out. You know? Absolutely. That's that's what I've always tried to do. Ashley. 
Yes, sir. Is that why where Shimza came from? Because you're like, I don't want a girl's name. No. <laughs> from my dad's name was Ash. <laughs> yeah, I think um the Ashley name, I think even in, in high in primary school, yeah. I was not I was not sure, you know. Sure. sure. Um so I have I have two names, which is Ashley Kulofelo. Sure. And then Shimi is like a nickname yes. that I got yes. from my from my grandfather, which means like Mishima. Yeah, like a Shimi. Shimi, you yeah. know. Um and then when I became a DJ, I was like, let me cause Gukas is like Bambita Shimi. Sure. And then as I became a DJ, I thought like, let me just give it a twist and give it a Z at the end. Mm. And that's probably because my, my mentor's name was uh, Komza. Yes. So yes. like Shimza, Komza, mm. sort of mm. made sense. You know? So yeah, I'm I'm so happy that even now internationally, the name is like a thing now. Yes, so, yes. Yeah. What do you miss about Komza? I miss the, the type of challenging person that she was mm-hmm. you know a person that would tell you oh, sure. that one was not that was not what i taught you. yes you know and someone that was very competitive even amongst um his peers you know um i i liked that spirit about him and i think that's what really um helped me become who i am today mm-hmm. because um i come from a um, an era where you're playing on turntables but these guys expect you to be like the best at like the most basic um um turntables mm. you know mm. and you make mistakes because the turntables are not really meant for that like it belt drive that swiping um pitch you know? yes yes and they pushed you to make sure that you were the best at that so when when i when i graduated into playing on like sl 1200s it was a breeze for me you know i was i was comfortable you know people sometimes say to me you know, are you fine with our decks? Maybe they're not sure about their own setup. Yeah. And I always remind them that I started DJing off cassette. Yeah. So anything yeah. that is not cassette is yeah. good. Hundred <laughs> percent. And I think we are we are just spoiled now, you know. And I always say to people yeah. when this whole um um conversation about syncing when yes. when you're DJing, you know, and I'm like I, I think sometimes when I when and, there's DJ, and it's like I want to concentrate on the creativity that I can sure. I, and not worry about the page and try to prove a point that I can make. I've and, done that. And technology is there because it's your friend. Hundred percent. Use it. Yeah. 100%. And half the time, yeah. No one cares no one whether cares. the sync button is on because they can't see it. Yeah. No one cares. So I I I use my equipment to to my to my advantage. Mm. I make sure that when I do get new equipment, sure. I study it and I, and I can see what um, the buttons do on the new mixer, the the CDJs and stuff. In fact, when there's new technology, you're like a child in a toy store. Yeah, it's like it's to see this man learn new technology and master the new technology yeah i think it's it's my it's my biggest trait you yeah know? and even with my strategy with my international um career is mm-hmm. that i want to come in differently sure. you know i think i've i've gone around and i've seen how djs play mm-hmm. around the world and i'm like there's something missing yes. that that the consumer overseas mm-hmm. is sort of like um there's no show. Yeah, there's no show. You know, we're not saying you must bounce your breasts like yeah. this, <laughs> but you know, if you're able to yeah. put on a show, put on a show. You know, so I I use the equipment to put on a show because, mm. like, you do something and people, it's it sounds good and it looks good because mm. people are there to watch you and to listen to the music. So, 
I think the offering is 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 quite unique, and yeah, we are, that's that's what I'm pushing. Yeah. Now we're here for Wow What a Week because we generally typically want to look at what a week in the life of Shimza looks like. So yeah. when when you're not touring, yeah, what does your week look like? I mean, this week was was quite crazy. Yeah. You know, I I landed on Monday mm. from where? Um, I had a I had a European tour. Uh, I I did I did Paris on Friday, and then I did Amsterdam on Saturday, and then I flew Sunday to land on Monday. Mm. And when I landed around 4 p.m., I had to go straight from the airport to um, a studio where I was shooting a pilot mm. for a show that I was presenting this week to channel. You mm. know. Um, and then on Tuesday, I sort of like crashed and I, I stayed in bed the whole day, but obviously on the phone, um, speaking to people. Um, today, we had the pitch um, with Channel. How, how did the pitch go? It, it went very well. Mm. You know, I, I just hope we get... Without giving away too much, what show are you pitching to watch Channel? Um, I want to play in the music, t- like in the music... TV space. Okay. Yeah. So I want to talk about events. I want to talk about entertainment. Mm. I want to be like a, a new age live amp. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I want to I wanna do groundbreaking things mm. that I think also showcase the culture of what's really happening on the ground. Mm. And, and, and that's what we've sort of like done with like the, like, you are, which is on Channel O right now, yeah. where we are showcasing music that's not really like, popular in the streets it's not it's not mainstream but it's, it's popping mainstream. but it's popping yeah the streets still love it though yeah so yeah. I, I i created a platform that sort of also gives a platform to producers and djs mm-hmm. who are dominating in that space but not that are not in the mainstream sure you know? so using my platforms to sort of showcase the music and the djs who are in that space and that's how um them and you are sort of positioned, you mm. know. And with this, I want to go for like young, fresh talent that mm. can pro- like can um, um, present, you know. Mm. And also people who are vibe, you mentioned. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you wake up in the morning, like, do you pray? Do you give thanks? What's a typical morning? Well, after good morning. <laughs> Like, what, what happens after that? Before Bobby, <laughs> what am I doing today? Bro? Oh, what, baby, is there family meeting today? Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't have a routine, you yeah. know. I wish I wish I was like a heavy prayer sure. and, and, and stuff, but I think I, I wake up and I think, okay, cool, what's next? What needs you to know? be done? Yeah, what needs to be done? And then... And then I pray about it, you know, like, mm. um, like short prayers, like, God, please, um, with my presentation today, can that please go well? And um, hopefully we get the work because mm. I feel like I have a team of young guys that are really amped to work and and are really passionate about stuff. And mm. when we do get opportunities like these, um, which come from people seeing the work that we do and not because of the connections sure, or what, what sure. you know. Um, because you're connected. Yeah. You're political. You know, and I'm like... Um, you know, pe- people don't understand how hard you have worked to build your name. Yeah. If anything, politicians are lucky to know you yeah. Given how hard you've worked to build your brand. I met you when you were 15, 16 years old. Yeah. I mean, he, he won a DJ contest at a conference, a DJ conference we were doing. He was 15, 16. He buried all the other DJs, buried them. 
So, so you've been building, you've been on this path. So how does it feel when people now treat you like you've been parachuted into success? And now I had this conversation. Does it piss you off or does it upset you? You know, I had this conversation um, with my, with the people around me this yeah. week. And I was like, you know, sometimes it, it sort of hurts me, sure. you know, for, for a person that understands how much work they put in and how much sacrifice um, that they, they like that I have to go through to mm. make sure that things um, go according to plan. You know, I mean, like you're saying, I was not parachuted into this thing. Mm. I've literally built everything that I've had from scratch. From scratch, you know, like everything that I have is yeah. because of yeah. the small investments that I made. Mm. Like to save my money to go to the conference and to pay for the for the for the tickets for the whole week. Mm. You know, that was an investment from my own money from Goske. By a 15-year-old child. Yeah. You know, and, and I got there, I knew the value that I was going to get from that and which is what I've been using mm. um, in my whole career. And and it's not just learnings about the music and the production that you learned there, but it's also about the 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 humanity of being able to pass on the baton to yes, other people yes. and help because I understand that if someone didn't think about that conference, I would not have had the opportunity to win my first set of turntables yes. at that at that, you yes. know. So I have a I have a responsibility to do that for other people, you know, and that's why I create as much as I can mm. for the people around me, you know, and it's not just the office that I work with, it's not the the salaries that I pay every month, but it's also about people that I don't even know, mm. you know, that mm. someone will say this guy's dope. Sure. And I'm like, okay, yeah, Oshap, let's put him on, on UR, let's put him on Gunye, you know, just to also help where I can. Mm. Yeah. Why were you having that conversation with your team? I was having that conversation because every time, like, um, someone loses an argument with me, mm. they're like, yeah, we're not because you're connected. You're connected, mm. you know? And I'm like, those connections, if you want to call them connections, mm are not because there's something sinister that's happening. Mm. If you are doing something dope and you get to meet someone through a DJ Fresh, mm. that's also a connection. But it's not a connection, yeah, yeah, or fresh kim zaga or I'm connecting them to it. Yes. That person is there in that position to commission mm. um, the, uh, a production company to sure. do certain work. Mm. So if I'm introduced to that person and that person tells me about the work that they have to do in the department or in their, in their, in their um, workspace, mm. then how is that a problem? You know, when you get a brief directly to say, mm. when someone pinpoints you and says, I, I want you guys to give that company a brief sure. for a show that you are doing because yeah. they've seen what you can do. You've, you've earned it. You've earned it, mm -hmm. you know. And when when now someone wants to reduce all your hard work to just connection. To who you know or who you're dating. Doesn't make sense. Mm. Yeah. It, and it, you know, funny enough, yeah. like I'm like, you know, I'm 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 dating the most honest person on earth, mm. you know? Like I've never had a conversation about tenders or like um, baby um, I'll not the Buffalo another you know, you know? <laughs> I've, I've never had those conversations with her yeah. because get this panel I don't need I don't need any of any connection mm. I, like 
more than that, people actually come to me because I've got stuff that they see value that they can work mm-hmm. with, you know. Um, like even with the restaurant, you know, the the one thing that sort of got the media was that, yeah, I got a tender koshobong for like some cook-off that they did. And yeah. I'm like, if the department comes to me and and says, not even to me, to the, to the establishment, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, wow, we like this, it's in the township. We want to come do something here, you know. So we must now ask special or little guy the woman little guy chale they what not. It's like and, what, wh- and why ask? Why ask? Yeah, mm. like you you need a quote. Yeah. Here's a quote. Mm. This is what the quote is about. Um, what else do you need? We need this. We need that. Mm. Here's what you need. Sure. You know. And when they say okay, cool, we are coming to your establishment, then it's that that's it. You know. Or down the road. Um, to uh, I, it's, not your, it's, not, it's none of your business. It's none of my business. I'm mm. running my own stuff, and if people see value in what I'm doing and they want to add value or use what I'm doing, then mm. they must do that, mm-hmm. you know. And it's 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 quite funny that when people look at you and they and they see that side reacts because what 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 about the people that are working at my establishment? Mm-hmm. What about the kids that? are fed through the establishment that I've 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 I've, I've created in the township, mm. you know. Um and yeah, Raspol Chelikiti, you know, like you can't be apologetic. I swear. In fact you can't be apologetic for kicking ass. You must be apologetic for getting a gig but you don't kick ass. <laughs> then you must apologize. <laughs> in fact you ended up in court with Nota, which was which was un- unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been paid your money? Um, to Russell Gola fresh, you know, and, and it's funny because you you see the perception that people um perceive online and mm. you're like, actually these things are not like you are not what you are saying you are yes, online, yes, yes. you know. And it's unfortunate because that type of behavior encourages other people to behave that way. Mm. And then when the repercussions for that um, hit you, it's like we won. Everyone that was praising you for the shit that you were saying mm-hmm. is not there anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And we're dealing with facts here, you know? Not only this is a spaceship, it's not a spaceship, you know? And we deal with facts when it comes to such things. Mm-hmm. When you're saying, I'm wearing green pants, mm-hmm. And I'm wearing blueprints. It's my duty to correct you if sure. I'm seeing that what you're trying to perpetuate mm-hmm. might hurt me. Sure. You know, so me taking him to court was was just saying what you're saying is wrong, my mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you have to pay for sure. the damage of reputation that you you're causing towards. Isn't it funny though how people are always quick to say, "Yeah, but just forgive him or just let it slide." At whose expense? But that's what, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah, at whose expense? Because that that notion of of you are corrupt, you are an mm. abuser, stays sure. with you. Exactly. You know, because some people see things from like headlines mm. and they just take it for that. Mm. You know, and they're like, oh, vanly. Sure. You know, and you sort of realize that people want to downplay your success because of their own failures. You know, they don't want to take it. Actually, this guy was bad. Sure. You know, they always want to. They always want to say 
Yeah, it's because mm. you know. Yeah, it's because Otola channel they're from Kaika. Yeah, it's because what to what. And, and and often it's people who haven't watched the journey. No, who haven't watched you struggling. Yeah, who haven't watched you doing little shows at Joe's Butchery in in Alex because you're building. They don't see the losses that I've made over the years trying yes. to build my one man show in Chibisa. Sure. You know, and they just see the end product and they think those things just parachuted like you said earlier you know um and it's a it's a disease that we sort of need to fight sure. you know and like now i'm happy that we can now take people to court to mm-hmm. say this is you are not going to tell people how i am sure. through your narrative mm-hmm. i need to protect the type of person that in, f- in, in fact it's funny you say that um someone tweeted me the other day saying you know if you and temba are not uh, guilty and the NPA has thrown out your case twice, why don't you let it go? Imagine. And in my mind, I'm like, someone I don't know, someone I've never met in my life, makes accusations that cost each one of us a minimum of 10 million rand in business. And was let it go. Imagine. One year. Like, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> you know, even if people know that you are not type of that type of a person, Exactly. And that's that's the and the, un- and unfortunately it's only in court that you can clear your name. And then they say no, you bought the judge. You can never win. <laughs> but the very same people winning in court will say, Ah no, the justice system works. Yeah. A Mandela. Uh, yeah. But yeah. when it works in your favor based on facts when it works against the narrative exactly. that they want to push exactly. the problem you know so no we're not letting it to go well, it's, it's not gonna happen you can yeah. let it go a little mouth we are not letting it go <laughs> so you know yeah tell us about kunye what on earth is kunye kunye is a is a is a afrotech movement afro house afrotech movement yeah. that started um during lockdown um, we started it off with like 20 of my friends, yep. you know, and we're like, I, I remember actually I was sitting down with Dark and I don't remember who else was there. Mm-hmm. I think stuff. And we were watching Balcony Mix, sure. you know. And then, uh, Major League DJs. Yeah, Major League DJs. Uh, and then like someone was busy saying, ah, these ones, but she does want to hang, no, this thing, the sound is bad, what, mm-hmm. what. And I was like, you know, guys, we are sitting here. You are busy criticizing this thing. But they're doing something. They are doing something. Yes. We're not doing on this couch during lockdown <laughs> and we think uh, we must sit here and be spectators of other people who are doing stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, And that's how the show started. I was like, actually, next week we are going to book cameras and we are going to start this thing. Yes. You know, um, not knowing that we were, we we're building something so big that mm. is now like sort of like a, a culture shifter. And, and something that sort of introducing a lot of um, producers and artists mm-hmm. and putting them on mainstream events, you know. And now we have a, a show in Marrakesh in Morocco. Shut up. We have a Cunha in Albania coming through, Yo. you know. Um, and that's where we want to go. Mm-hmm. We want to take the South African experience and give it to the world. Yeah, package it and sell it. Yeah. Because one of the unfortunate things about our dance culture is we're not exporting it. Yeah. Uh, we're exporting a lot of the world music. Yeah. A lot of the... Yes. You know, yes. That, that we've been exporting and winning Grammys for for the last 30 years. Yeah. But our dance culture, which is rich. And and that's why I'm loving what Ama Piano are doing. Yeah. That they're literally saying, we're going to go. Yeah. We're all going. Yeah. So why can't it happen with uh, with Afro Tech and Afro House? 100%. And you know, the, the, the one thing that we have as a... 
as a sort of like a back foot yes. our sound is that we do have the support in mm. South Africa but it's not as as huge yeah. as as what the Mapiano movement is 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 all about you mm. know but there's so many people who are now traveling abroad who are sure. shaking abroad you know and I feel like we shouldn't all go out mm. some needs to need to stay in South Africa and still build this thing because mm. Mm. This, we we need to sell the success of what this thing is back at home sure. before like it can be a success anywhere else mm. so mm. um bits and beat the uh, bits and pieces of, yeah. of it um we just trying to move mm. you know mm. Mm. yeah when you guys did lockdown house party Initially, it was what yourself, PH, and um, 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 Black Motion. Black Motion. What happened there? Because I know there was talks of beef. No, uh, actually, the, the stole our idea. Nah, what what happened? Nah, you know, like when lockdown house party started. Yeah. I was like, we are going into quarantine, and I need to come up with something that's gonna keep people. I saw an opportunity, sure. you know, and then I went to the guys and I was like, guys. Actually, I have an idea. Mm. Because we are locked up, people are at home. Um, I need to put together something that's going to entertain people. Mm. So I was like, who are the immediate people that I should sure. call? I was like, Gabzapori, mm. they need to be on this thing sure. because they are like the pioneers of mm. piano. Black Motion, kick ass. Mm. Um, I'm going to be on Dark is my boy. Mm. PH, the best hip hop DJ sure. in the country, you know? Um, and then Zinte mm -hmm. as well, you know, and I was like, I called everyone, like, guys, this is what I want to do. Um, it's on Saturday, let's do it. Sure. And everyone, because they they available, they were like, sharp. Yeah, we had nowhere to go. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll come through, you know. And then, and then, uh, Murder yeah. offered his studio. Mm -hmm. He was like, actually, we can shoot it here at my studio. Sure. And I was like, perfect, mm -hmm. you know. So when that thing went viral, mm -hmm. I think everyone that was involved sort of felt like because we were we were called to be on this first thing that went viral mm. we all have to be we all have equity yeah we have equity in this yeah. thing yeah. you know and it's like sharp granted mm. but i'm i'm the brain it's my baby it's my it's my intellectual mm. property mm. i thought about this thing mm. and i put everything together mm. you know um so when when channel came through to say we want this thing to go on to, to tv you know i was like sharp um do i do i go alone or do i do i choose who i'm taking with mm -hmm. you know and because ph was in the right place at the right time with Cebu mm. and we were having those conversations Cebu came with ph and the conversation was sort of like around us because Sibu is a is a fast thinker and yes, like yes. He, she's, he, she's a powerhouse powerhouse yeah. you know and I was like okay guys Rchuna sure journalism is 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 interested mm. was like sharp sure. I was like how much do we need to 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 shoot this thing I made phone calls I got us a studio to come shoot the next, like literally I was on the phone calling mm. everyone that I know to make this thing happen sure and then it happened and um, I think some people felt like Rashid left out, you yes. Know, and they thought maybe we're making so much money from the show, mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't like that, you mm -hmm. know. But the type of person that I am, I try and reach out as much as I can to sort of um, 
fix things sure. and and say oh, it's 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 not like that mm-hmm. this is what happened and whatnot you know so i think from from that some people felt like yeah they were hard done because they were on the first one mm. um when i tried to book some of the guys who started this thing with me um for the actual show which had a bit of budget mm. it was not a lot it mm. was like literally nothing um, I got the craziest quotes, you know, which is we want. Yeah, we're gonna make our money back. Yes, hundred and two thousand. I was like, hey, you know, and but I kept moving, you know, yeah. I kept moving yeah. because I had a, I had a, I had faith in what sure. I had thought about from mm. from where go, you know, and uh, I think I'm I'm cool with everyone else. I, I was gonna say, how are relations now then? So yeah, have you squashed everything? Yeah, is it sorted. It's, it's cool. It's yeah, cool, it's cool. You know. Um, I'm not a person or a mm. even though people see me on Twitter responding, ah, but it's like, I, bro, I'm... In too. fact, often you will sometimes post something on social media and immediately people will say, yeah, he's talking about black coffee, he's talking about nut. Nah, 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 nah. You know? How's your relationship with nut? Um, it's, it's cool. It's mm. cool. You know, man, you know, as, sure. as much as I would really love it to be better. Mm. Um, What's missing? <laughs> what's missing is what, what can I help with <laughs> we had this conversation what can myself and Oskido help with because we've myself and Oskido are, are, are peace brokers yeah I think you've tried you've tried enough mm. you know you've tried and it, it, and you all know that it's always um, from my end asking for the mediation and trying to to sort stuff out because mm. you know when I think about it I'm like like what went wrong? In, in fact, I was going to say, do you know at what stage you realize that there isn't a relationship here anymore? Yeah, I mean... Because it happens in friendships <laughs> and even in marriages where you realize that, no, man, I'm in this marriage alone now. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you start seeing the behavior. Mm. You know, you start seeing the behavior. And maybe, like, sometimes if I was, like, 20, 21, 22, mm. you know, and it's sort of like... You don't know what it is that's wrong that you did. Mm. But sometimes I feel like, as Khrutmaniak, if I do something or I mess up... Call me out. Call me out, mm. you know. And if maybe I do it again, mm. because because... Mm. You know? And that's why I've always tried to, like... Like, come on, man! Like, mm. let's let's try and move past that thing and and build a new relationship if it's possible. Mm. Um, and then at some point, I I, I made peace with it you sure. know, to say, Ish, it's not gonna happen. Ah, it's it's not gonna happen, and and it's uh, it's unfortunate. It hurts me. It I, hurts me every now and then. If I was gonna say, are you still open to hundred percent things? Hundred percent, you know. And I, and sometimes I feel like um, there's so much that we can do mm. but i think um like the the levels are like this mm. you know and mm. it's like why must i why must i to go back and try and speak to this person that mm. hurt me if mm. i did hurt him but mm. when a young person comes back and says to you if if i did mess up mm. please man like i'm i'm really sorry mm. you know mm. but how can we fix this thing and you're still on some I whatever you know, um, but I think we we I'm cool man. Like you know, I'm in a I'm in a good space. You know, I'm I'm cool. Mm. You know, I've made peace with everything and sure. up. Like things are are moving mm. the way they should be. And I think maybe this is my path. Mm. You know, um, as much as I understand how much 
influence and 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 help that I can get from having that cosign from mm. the biggest artist that comes from where I come from, mm. South Africa. It it sort of hurts when you know when you look like the black sheep. Mm. You know, it's like when people ask you, Are you from South Africa, right? I'm like, mm. Yeah and then like Are you are you black? Do you know Black Coffee? Mm. And I'm mm. like, Yeah, he's he's my he's my he's my older brother, if mm. I can put it that way, mm. you know. But there's a disconnect. Yeah, you know, you 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 are one of the best DJs that we see in the world, and we we sort of see what he has done in the industry, mm. and some feel like actually, if he were to co-sign you, um, you would things would change. Things would change for you, mm. you know. Mm. So those are the type of conversations that take me back to that to say. They hurt, yeah. you know, they hurt when you know that Ish, I can get a bit sure. of help from mm. this, but because our relationship is not cool. Uh, but you are charting your own path and you're doing it at a rapid speed. Yeah. What do you think it is about Brand Shimza that the world is embracing you, that you're starting to sell out shows in other countries, yeah. one man? What are you doing right that others could learn from you? I think I'm very persistent, mm. you know, I'm very persistent and... So I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, you know, I, I don't think I hope, but yeah. you know, I know my place. Sure. That's why I'm able to sort of say, say sorry to some extent, but mm. if that's not accepted, mm. I sort of stand back a bit and then come back and say, hey man, yeah. I'm sorry, sure. and, and then I, I know that I need to stay in my corner for mm. a bit of time and that's how... I, I I work with my career. Mm. I ask sometimes, mm. and then they're like, no, you can't play, mm. you know? And then I go and work and I come back and I say, hey, this is what I've done, mm. you know, can I can I play? And they're like, um, not yet, mm. you know? Mm. And then I go work again. And then the the the, the attitude changes over some time. Mm. And, and that's why I find myself now where I know that there are certain things that I have to go through. Sure. And those steps are important for where I want to go. Mm. And, and what steps, like typically, what, what what do those steps look like? Knowing that you are a superstar where you're, co- where you're coming from, and here you are... You're nothing. You are nothing, yeah. you know, and you have to start from... You're scratch. a minimal yes, sometimes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, you know, and, and it's quite amazing when you start seeing your name leaving... And many more being like literally written small. And the font, fly, and the font starts and growing. Starts growing, and <laughs> start moving up, you know. And then now you can sell out your own show in yes. like a London or whatever. So I understand the process, mm. you know. And I've made peace with the fact that I'm, like you're saying, I'm, I'm in my own space, mm. you know. I'm, I'm doing my own thing. It's lonely at times, but I, it has I, to be done. I understand that this is mm. this is what I have. I, I only have myself to 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 help. Tell tell us about the Burning Man Festival. Oh, man. what is that, and how was <laughs> it for you? Yeah, it was it was one of my most amazing experiences. Mm. You know, where you meet people who just wanna shut out from the from the whole world. Yeah, and they. They just want to have fun. So where is the Burning Man Festival? Burning Man is in like a desert mm. in the U.S., okay. you know. Uh, people travel all over the world to go to the space where it's literally just a desert and people... A desert with sound. 
it's a dead with sound, but everyone brings their own thing. Yes. And people sort of um, pride themselves in making sure that they leave the desert as they found it. Oh, yes. So not even a single paper yeah. that you'll find on the floor. There's no, our now hotel service, sure. everyone is like, you bring your tent, you, bring you pack tent, it up, you go back You home. pack it up, you mm. eat, you trade mm. through food. Like you can go to someone and tell them that you're hungry, they'll give you the food. You know, like it's it's a it's a great experience. Mm. Who did you meet at the Burning Man Festival? I met so many people, yeah. bro. I met, ooh, I met so many people. Mm. And people that have helped me um, get into certain spaces. Yeah. You know, I met the guys from Maxa, who are one of the biggest camps at, at Burning Man. Mm. They have like an art car and sure. and DJs go there and play. Mm. Um, and that um, investment of time ended up getting me to one of the biggest shows in, in Mexico. Sure. You know, I played for like um, 10,000 people, mm. you know, and I met P. Diddy there, you know, I met, I met. I, I, I was waiting for the name drops. <laughs> but you asked me. I, I, met, I was asking you about the name drops. Yeah, yeah. I, I met uh, the Kano Music guys um, personally for the first time. Mm. Uh, I met a lot of promoters that mm. do stuff all over the world. And I think other people seeing me at Burning Man sort of changed how they look at me. Sure. Yeah, because... Sometimes, you know, and they like just a fad and then yeah, chime, you know. Mm. But I think the small things that I do for my career, the investments that I make, the time mm. um, really help me get to um, where I want to go. You know? One of the things I love and respect about you that I loved and respected about DJ Monde, may his soul rest in peace, is your ability to network yeah. and to meet the right people, to introduce yourself to the right people, to be intentional in every single thing that you do towards your career. Yeah. I mean, I remember when you were still coming up, I mean, Shimza would do gigs at Joe's Butchery in, in Alex. Yeah. And he'd take whatever budget he had and he'd hire a me, a Christos, an Oskido to bring a crowd so that when he plays after us, there's a massive crowd, and then he can show them what he's made of. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the journey he took to build himself. Yeah. And you don't, you don't do that by mistake. <laughs> you have to be intentional about it. Yeah. You can't just say, I want to do a gig, and then maybe people will come. Yeah. But if you're strategic because this is what you want to do, that's how you get incremental results. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's how I've been built. Yeah. You know, I've always tried to see the gaps in the market mm. and and obviously knowing how to approach uh, people as sure. well. And it goes back to exactly what I was saying. Mm -hmm. saying um, how do I ask Fresh mm -hmm. to co-sign me without sure. really asking? Exactly. You know? Um, and we're using CDJ 100. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and for, for the fact that you guys could see me at least trying, sure. it was easier for you to call me when you had opportunities mm -hmm. for me, you know? And people people love that about people who at least try. Yes. You know, try but someone will see your 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 efforts, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've I've always done. Sure. Yeah. Now you did a an artist workshop um, at your restaurant last year in Tembisa. Yeah. And one of the things you spoke about when we discussed mental health is the fact that many of us don't know that we need to get help. And often our behavior is the traumatized child that you were 
that never got healed now acting out as an adult. Yeah. And I found that very, very profound. Yeah. Talk to us about your journey in healing that child that might have been traumatized. Um, like, honestly speaking, I've, I've never been like, a, a, like I've never had like crazy moments in sure. my life when like these really affect me. Sure. You know, it's, it's the smallest things that happened when I was still young. Mm. Like, um, when I was like seven, if you talk on a Saturday and mm. there's no one, my mom has gone out with her friends. Mm. My my brothers are like teenagers at that time. They have they're gone. They're gone. I need to stay in the house alone, watch TV, mm. lock the door, mm. you know. And then people come back home and and they're sort of drunk and mm. it's like a whole party now. Someone will sing, I like the music, you know. And you now have to wake up. It's it's those small things mm. that sort of like. When I was sitting there alone as a young as a young Shimza, mm. um, I felt like I was sort of like abandoned. Sure, you know, but the the twenty year old or the twenty one year old could make sense of that scenario mm. and can explain to the seven year old to say no. Mm. Now I have a brain to think of how the world works. At seven years old, they were not leaving you because or they like mm. they don't care about you they're leaving you because there were also adults at the time mm. who needed to be in social spaces with other people mm. it's just unfortunate that it, they didn't have anyone that could take care of you at that time yes so when you start making sense of what the, the child went through yes what yes. the child went through in your teens then you understand the pain and you are able to move the young person in yourself uh, to come and mature at the at the level of thinking that you are at right now that mm. can make sense of those those um those instances when you are low mm. you know so mm. i think a lot of people need to go back you know move back and ask themselves okay why does it feel this way when this happened mm. and sometimes it takes you back to a small moment that you don't even remember. Unresolved. Yes, and it's unresolved mm. because that young person in your in you is still stuck there and sure. is still trying to make sense of what was going on there before they can move forward. And and, and sometimes it's something as simple as if your mom and dad were not together and dad says, I'll see you on Saturday. As a child, you hang on to that. Yeah. I'm going to see dad on Saturday. He doesn't live with us, but I know I'm going to see dad on Saturday. Saturday comes, you're looking at the gate, you're looking at the door. Yeah. Dad doesn't arrive. Yeah. Before you know it, it's Sunday. Yeah. And you hang on to that. And and then and, and before you know it, you don't realize that you've got abandonment issues. Yeah. Or you've got issues with people who don't keep their word, people who don't keep their promises. And it all starts from your childhood. It starts from the childhood. And, and, and unless we can heal that child or find a way of reconciling with that child, yeah. often your acting out as an adult is that child. It's the child. You know, it's, it's the child. And, it, and that's how I look at life. You yeah. know, it's like when I have an argument with someone, I sort of pull back now and I say, actually, why, why is this person acting out? You know? Mm -hmm. And then something in me says, they're acting out because maybe I touched a nerve sure. that has not been resolved mm. in their own life, yeah. you know, and then you are able to sort of um, react better in situations, mm. you know, even on socials. When when you look at people um, who swear at you and, and just 
act a certain way. Mm-hmm. You need to understand that it's it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about the things that they've gone through that they have not um, um, dealt with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to play a game. It's called the WOW game. Okay. Give you an example. WOW, what a country. Which country, in terms of your gigging, will never leave your mind? Ah, I mean, South Africa. Yeah. Ah, it's South Africa. You know, SA is... Just, so we're, we're untouchable. Nah, bro, this is one of the best countries in the world, you mm. know. Obviously, with a bit of, like, every now and then. Yes. Like, you like, guess it's... Yeah, yeah once, that, uh, once, in, once a, in a while, you realize you're in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to groove... Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's groove, it's, it's the food, it's the culture, it's how we live on a day-to-day... You know, and you you miss the little stuff. You know, you miss the little stuff where, you know, you can go to a Tasha's and you'll find people who yes. are just there, happy to mm. just be around people. You know, um, in fact, you can go from Tasha's to a Shisanyama in Alex. Exactly, and it's a vibe. You have that option. You have that option. Yes. Some places don't have that yeah. option. It's yeah. like, it's a restaurant. They sell croissant. Mm. And that's oh, it. Pasta. Pasta. You know, <laughs> they don't have spatulas, whatever. You know, so. Wow, what a copycat. Your daughter is your carbon copy. <laughs> what else does she copy about you? You're nothing. Eh? She yeah. doesn't even love the stuff that I that I do. So she thinks Afro House is rubbish. Ah, she thinks I'm just a person that's away from home for the whole way. She does not understand why, you know. Um but but I love that she, she calls me out every now and then. So typically what would she call you out on? Papa, you are so gone for long. When are you coming back? How do you deal with parental guilt? Because I've been DJing for the last 30 years. Yeah. I've been a dad for the last 28 years. Sure. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah. When you hardly see them. Yeah. And, you know, like, my, I've, I've gotten to, to be able to explain to her the type of work that I do. Mm. She sort of gets it, you know. Mm. But when I sometimes have to explain to her that I'm gone for a month. Yeah you can see her starting to be a bit teary. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot for her because Mm. um, I've always said, like, though you've never experienced love until you've experienced, like, love that you have for your own kids. Yes, you know. Um, And the the purpose it it puts into your, you know, what you do. So for nights, like, I need to push to really make it where I'm, I'm trying to break into... Um, but at the same time, I need to make sure that I don't lose mm. so many moments with her as she grows up. So many milestones. Yeah. So mm. I try as much as I can when I'm when I'm around to to try and spend time with her. You know, I'm not I'm not the best dad ever, um, but I really try. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow, what an unshazamable! What song did you fail to shazam that you later found out was this song? What song was that? Hey, I don't have one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have one because I've sort of um, gotten it. My my ear mm. has sort of been able to tell through elements on a song. Oh, yeah, oh okay. Yeah, okay. so I can I can shazam a song, this guy taller, take a, a voice a voice note, and then I know exactly who to send it to. Ah, yes. That, and then that, that person is, yeah, it's not me or, ah, it's me. Uh, but I worked with so and so. Sure. You know, it's not out yet, or this or that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't think I have any song that I've never been able. Wow, to. what a festival! 
your favorite festival to play at. That's not Gunye or you. <laughs> I was about to say Gunye. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I played a festival in Amsterdam last year. Mm. Uh, it's called Plain Fest. Sure. Um, that was quite dope, you know. Um, and I think there's so much more that I'm I'm going to to be playing because in in that space you mm-hmm. start from from clubs, from beach bars mm-hmm. to clubs, mm-hmm. and then playing outdoor small festivals sure. and then going to big festivals. Mm-hmm. So like now I'm I'm sort of getting into that festival um, thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm starting to see um, um, offers for like your Tomorrowland, yes, you know, but it's like. It's still that side there. Not, not for what you are offered. Yes. you know, um, I'll do it when you, when you see me better. Uh, when you see me better. Yes. Yes. You know, um, and that's that's one thing that I've learned from my management to say. Some things look good on paper, mm-hmm. but for your career, they might hurt you in the long run mm-hmm. because the way you come in is sometimes how they see you. Exactly. Forever. Yes. You know. So. Um, yeah, wait rather until they see your real value. Yeah, I'm a When your name can be a bit bigger. Yes, you'll <laughs> play the other festivals, you know. Wow, what a black Twitter moment. Wow, what a black Twitter moment. Yeah, what moments on black Twitter have you always saying, wow, really? Like, I think I've, I've, I've accepted and now have made sense of what black Twitter is, yeah. you know. It's like, today it's your day. Sure. Tomorrow it's my day. Every dog another has a day. Is another yeah. day, you know. So I I don't even take it seriously anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like it's just another day for another person, mm. uh, for other people that love drama. Sure. Yeah. Wow, what a milestone, career milestone that will never leave your head. What? A career milestone that will never leave my head is probably. The first competitions that I've won, mm. you know, I mean, SA Music Conference, yes. I won my first pair of... Yeah, we made him. Yes. His first pair of They did. It was because they of did. us. I, I was one of the judges. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the Channel O Next Big Thing competition, yes. that was there was a, a milestone for me. And now the stuff that are sort of like happening now, you mm. know, where you're seeing me sell out a show in London, where you see me on like some of the biggest festivals in the world you know you can see that people are starting to see the value in what i bring and also headlining an opening show of one of the biggest beach bars in the world in ibiza for their opening show yes and i'm the headliner that sort of says i'm sort of like in the right direction Mm. when people can can trust that you will deliver on one of their most important nights yes. of the season. Yeah. You know? yeah. Wow, I love touring, but I hate this. Wow, I love touring, but I hate being alone uh, for long periods of time. And it gets lonely on the road. Yeah, it gets it it gets lonely. Mm. You know, it gets it gets frustrating. And I think if you're not mentally fit, mm. you know, and mentally stable it, mm. it will get to you you know and for now it took me back to that seven-year-old yes. that was left in left the house now you're alone in the hotel room. i'm alone in the hotel room <laughs> in a different country with people that don't speak my language people coming back no <laughs> so i've had to be able to to deal with that emotionally to say 
there's a bigger there's a bigger goal here yes. you know and for you to get there for you to be able to afford to take people with you on the road mm. you have to go through this phase mm. you know and that's how i deal with it it's it's still not easy i have to go through the pain of building yes. so that i can carry more people with me yes, yes. i mean one day when i'll be private jet team from south africa everywhere As take my be. whole family As you know and i understand that there is a possibility of mm. that happening because sure. i've seen it with the people that have worked hard like your black coffee yes. that is now in a position where they can he could private jet anywhere any on the planet world, and be okay know? and it's because of the sacrifices that sure. he did mm. and we have that blueprint we like it has opened our eyes to say it's possible we from did it. we can do it exactly you know and it's not to say it's a competition or we want to show anyone that we can also do it but it's a it comes from a I'm inspired. An inspirational mm -hmm. part of my body, you know, like, and, and that's why I sort of like had a bit of a problem with a statement that he made where he was like, when someone is now trying to be you, mm. let them be you and then leave them. Was that, I was like, was that aimed at you? It was, it was the response to a question when he was asked about me, um. you know, and I felt it, it hurts me because mm. I'm like, no, bro, I was not trying to be you. Mm. I was so inspired by what you're doing mm. and what, like your path where you are creating your own thing sure. and your own lane. And I am so inspired about that thing mm. that I'm so interested about how is it that I can create my own path yes. using the path that you've opened for us. You know, it's mm. the same, we play the same music, sure. we come from the same spaces. Mm. And and I, I, I sort of understand maybe how it looked from his sure. end, sure. also from the influence around to say, hey, le, le, this guy's on your tail. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, when you breathe, he breathes. Yeah, le, when you jump, he jumps. Sometimes, like he would. That influence sometimes gets to people. And when 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 that now happens to me, sure. when someone says, in fact, someone said that to you about a DJ in our DJ group. Yes, exactly. You know, and I'm like, no, that person is is probably inspired. Yeah. They're seeing how they can form who they are sure. through being inspired by what I do. You know, and that's now the 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 mature me trying to make sense of, oh, that's what went wrong with this relationship with me. Mm. It must never happen to to someone, to someone else, else yes. because I know how it feels exactly. to be in that position yeah. you know yeah wow dude where's my car <laughs> what happened to your car did you find your car <laughs> no no bro you know that was the most weirdest thing man you know and like I think I so you live in an estate yeah that has security. That has security. In and out yes and your car was driven and out my car was driven out you know they broke they broke in through the back window. Yeah. Uh, obviously, because I think I live in a secure estate. So yeah. I left my keys in the house because sure. I was I was leaving um, for a tour. Mm -hmm. And I came back and my car was not there. Yeah. You know? um, but I have to give it to... You know, the, the, the craziest thing is that mm -hmm. I had just switched insurance companies. Oh that month and my new insurance had, had, kicked in. had not even no it had kicked in ah, okay. but they had not taken their first premium of my account another must replace hey. a g-wagon you know and i really need to give it to like 
to Discovery. Like okay, so Discovery. No, no, shout out. No, dude, I'm with Discovery. Yeah, Discovery and Shaw yeah. are absolutely the best. incredible. Yeah, they're the best, and I feel like if it was anyone else, mm. they would have tried to look for a loophole sure. to see how they cannot pay. To sure. say, why would you leave your kids in the house? It's like, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and they were very understanding. They helped me. They understood mm. how emotionally. Um, um, toiling that was on, sure. you know, and they were like, "Bro, it's, it's we got cool. you. We've yeah. got you." And and, and we haven't yeah. been paid to say this, but Discovery Insure yeah, yeah, yeah. is, in fact, because I was with another insurance company, yeah. so I had, I think it was three cars and a motorbike, and I was paying almost fourteen grand, and Discovery like, "No, come here, give us eight. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go back and yeah? see. I'm gonna go back to insurance and say, I, you need to cut my <laughs> No, no, but your medical aid has to be there also. Yeah, everything. My portfolio is with and your life stuff. everything. Wow. Everything. Everything. Discovering sure. And like my friend mine. <laughs> my friends my friends are like, bro, you could get a better deal. I've got friends that work for Momentum. I get calls every day. And I'm like, mm. I'm happy here. It's yeah, I get sharp. Yeah. You know, I'm I've discovered what I need. Yes. We made it discover. Yes, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Wow. What a woman. What is it about her? Um, she's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, she's cool. And I like a buyer. Sure. You know, um, matured. Mm. You know, um, you know when you when you test someone, mm. you know, test that mm. motor to an extent where they're like well, you know how she's going to break. Sure. And it's like, she's there. I got you. Yeah. And that's what I like. Sure. Yeah. What's next for Ashley Shimza Rapala? Um, what's next for me is is what makes sense for where I am right mm. now. You know, if it makes sense that I need to, um, through everything that I'm doing, I can be a TV producer mm. for music shows, if I can um, work on my construction stuff, if I can um, get more trucks for my contract with mm. the uh, coal companies that I work with, mm. if it makes sense for me to open up a restaurant, another restaurant, which is going to be a, a like growth from the hangout, if it means I do another event with mm. other young upcoming guys to say what is it that we can do, where I can share my experience with you guys, if I can create more jobs, that's what's next. So you're building, you're moving, and moment. Yeah. And, and the beautiful thing about movement, momentum, is once you're moving, you don't want to slow down. Hundred percent. Because there's movement. Yeah. And what I realized is that the more you move, yeah. the more people want to be with you yes. when you're moving. Yes. And then now other opportunities come mm. where a person that owns a franchise of a pick and pay sure. is like. I actually like you, mm. you know, like, what can we do together? Yes. This is what I do, mm. you know, would you be interested in being part of this? I can help you do this, mm. you know, because they're seeing that you're a driven person that's level-headed, mm. that is not excited about stuff, and they can they can help you. And mm. that's exactly what probably has helped me with my DJing and my music career, where, like, a fresh will say, I know that if I can give this boy an opportunity, mm. I won't end up with egg on my face, sure. you know? Mm. I know that he's going to take that opportunity and use it not only for himself, mm. but to also help other people, sure. you know? And that's why 
every year, like in, in my heart, whether COVID or not, I, I have to go back and, and check or you know, um, what you need, you know, like even go hang out, the, the people that, that work at Hangout, they don't see me as a boss, you know, like I'm there, you know, I always wear sneakers, baggy pants and, and I chat to them as, as humans, you know, and they feel like they own the place. They belong. Exactly. You know, and once people have a sense of belonging in, in your business, they take it as their own, you know, some, some then take it far and steal from you, uh, but the honest ones but others appreciate. show up and really show yes. up it's not just spanning and i'm gonna nap in the bathroom yeah yeah it's i'm here so, and i'm gonna work i'm gonna deliver so even at hangout man the sure. culture at hangout is so amazing mm. where you're seeing these young these young guys from from my township who have taken the opportunity that i've mm. created for them and it's working for them mm. you know they can provide for their families mm. you know and they're keeping the place clean they're sure. making sure that it's running when we do have problems and stuff, mm. you won't see them tweeting, hey, what, 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 because I understand. It's that. handled, it's dealt with. Exactly. Mm. You know, so I'm, I'm really grateful for the people that are around me and the, the, the team that I've mm. built around me, my friends, um, and the guys are just... We're out of time. I'm being shouted at. Finally, <laughs> the one-man show is back in December. Yes. When do tickets go on sale? They've been on sale since Jan. Okay. You know, so I'm pushing the whole year. Um, the biggest show is, is back in Tembisa and I'm hoping to get most of my friends to come through and okay. perform. And, and so where in Tembisa? It's at Misaring Stadium. Misaring it's Stadium. always okay. been on the 25th of December. Um, tickets are available at Web Tickets and yeah. And on the morning, Christmas morning, uh, Shimza does a whole party for the kids. Yeah. Uh, Bisa, they come, they have fed a meal, Christmas gifts, Omnati, yeah. and then later on the adults take over. Yeah. And then in January gets shoes for school kids. This man is busy, this man is driven. This man could teach you a thing or two about not only being effective, but being memorable and delivering. That's how you stay Shimza busy. The big question is, are you Shimza busy? Will I be in trouble if I ask you to say yours in music, Shimza? Yeah, I would go and listen to the You just messed up this whole thing. But at least I know that I need to cut it before it ends. So, uh, dear at home, uh, I said it to myself. He didn't say it. Uh, yours in music, fresh and Shimza. Ladies and gentlemen, DJ, no, not DJ. No, he, ups, it, he gets upset. <laughs> no, not DJ. <laughs> not everything else. Ladies and gentlemen, Shimza is leaving the building. Thank you for tuning in. This is... Wow! What a week. What a week. Politrix. Welcome to our What a Week. Now, in a comment on last week's discussion... A viewer thanked us for making people feel intellectual without the intellectualism. We're not quite sure what that meant, but to help us with other tricky statements, as our own Minister of Interpretation, please welcome, make some noise for Botsan Muilwa. So, brother. Uh, good, good morning and morning to the viewers, Fresh. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually impressed with the comments and the viewers. Now I've got a title of Minister of Interpretation. Yes. Well, when I saw that comment, you know, yep. we, we, without taking time on our work on that, actually, and I've seen a lot of people comment saying, we have simplified the understanding of politics. Mm. And, and uh, you know, somebody wrote to me and said, I'm a general person, I don't follow politics, 
but I like your show with Fresh because what you do is you talk the language that a normal person can understand. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's what we should continue doing because we are targeting the masses to understand politics outside politicians and parliament. Yeah, taking the politics out of politics. Absolutely. Local government collapse. Let's talk about the, the West Rand and Ekorlin. Well, uh, as we had predicted on this platform, yeah. the collapse of these municipalities is going to you know, continue for a very long time, particularly in Gauteng, mm. where the three major metros, Ekuruleni, Swane, and Jobek, are the contestation of almost, you know, 40-40 with the ANC and the DA leading mm. and the small parties coming in between. I, I think it's going to continue. I'm not surprised with the uh, uh, Rent West, or West Rent, as you call it. Uh, that's my hometown, you know, and Ranfunten uh, and Krugersdorp and all that, they fall under Mohali City, they fall sure. under the Rent West. But uh, it was bound to happen uh, with the coalition, they're working together, and which is also very surprising that the EFF mm. and the ANC, who have created an impression that they are arch enemies. Uh, are working together to gain political power in the local government. Some of us years back were called names when we mentioned that the EFF will go to bed mm. with anybody that puts the checkbook on the table. And sure. they've demonstrated that. They've mm. done it in Houting with the DA. They're doing it with their, you know, rock rival, the ANC at the moment. And they will do anything under the sun to can do what they've done in a cool lady. And I've predicted that they removed the mayor. Mm. They will continue to take mayors or speakers from small minority parties like uh, the COPE mm. and the IFP and so forth. And then what they do is they share the MMCs of the municipalities. Yes, yes, yes. Like in a Google, it's five, five. It's five the ANC mm. and five the EFF. So what they do with all other critical positions of HODs and so forth, then they give them to these minority parties which the MMCs will control them. So the focus, if you look at it, it's not even on service delivery. Mm. It is purely on money. It's purely on strategic positions that they want to occupy. That's why I was saying to people, a mayor and a speaker, it's symbolic. Mm. You know, it's a symbolic proposition. Mm. So there's no control of resources and money. But they are playing their games very nice. Unfortunately, as we have said before, it is... The residents of the those, uh, the voters, the electorate and residents who are going to suffer the most. There is instability in local government. And this, to me, uh, fresh and the viewers, it says, South Africa, beware. Mm. We are going to national elections, and I suspect we'll end up in the same situation if there's no outright majority, and we'll have a government of national coalitions. Mm. That's where we are heading to as a nation. Mm. And, and, and for me, it creates very much instability, especially in an immature democracy like ours. We may be, you know, 30 years into democracy, but we are very immature. Still children. Uh, still children in democracy. And therefore, I don't think the country is heading in the right direction. In fact, the other day, uh, former um, executive mayor of Tuane, uh, Dr. Makwarera, uh, was arrested, uh, presented himself uh, to the Hawks. Well, I uh, think he did the right move. And, uh, but he says he's blessed. <laughs> well, uh, uh, blessed in this instance may mean, you know, uh, God has responded timelessly before things got into danger. But for him to stand up and go to the rocks, and he has long admitted that he has done, I'm waiting for him to start singing yeah. of how that forged. Who forged uh, it? Well, according to him, he said it was given 
uh, uh, to him. It was handed to him. It was handed over to him by some ANC. Done, done already. And, and, and done already. So, and to say you can use and submit this. So, but in court papers, mm. and if he's an honest person, he will have to come and name the people who gave him that document. So that they must also be investigated. How did they? We now know sure. that they created a PDF document, changed it around, made mistakes. But I mean, forgery and fraud are criminal offenses, and they should face the music. And uh, so he could spend 15 years behind bars. And There's a maximum yeah. uh, term uh, or you can, but you know, the courts will look at various aspects. Mm. And I, I suspect Dr. Macquarella mm. is going to turn a state witness in this process to be exonerated. But he must still refund the just under 2 million rand he earned as a salary, though. Uh, absolutely. That's, yeah. what, that's what the Municipal uh, Finance Act prescribes, and mm. that's what the rules and regulations of the country prescribe. So he must refund. And, I, and we spoke about it, mm. that... The, the one court in the case and the high court in the case and came with a ruling about people who are earning monies irregularly that they must now pay back. I think we are back. on the right track. It's a good start. It's a good start. As a but is it enough though? Well, look, uh, uh, paying back the money is not sufficient. deterrent enough that you must pay back the money but not do time? No, 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 no. I don't think that's what the law prescribes. Mm. The law prescribes, they would say you will pay back the money that you you illegally end, but you will still face prosecution. Yes. For, so it could be double. Bring back the money is what you end illegally. Mm. You know, this goes back to the issue of saying, uh, you end this money illegally, we are taking back what you end legally, but there's a crime committed mm. as well. Mm. So you will still face the crime. G4S managed the prison in Manawun, yes. uh, where our... Um, uh, Michael Schofield escaped from prison um, <laughs> after a body was burnt uh, in the cell he was supposed to have been in. They were summoned by Parliament. They pretty much gave Parliament a middle finger and said, "You must subpoena us." Well, you know, you know, fresh. Why, 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 why the arrogance? And surely, just show up and explain. And 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 this is the problem when we have, you know, commercial regulations. Mm -hmm to create a space for what we spoke about, foreign direct investment in the country. Now people will look at G4S and say, these are investors, these are people uh, who are in South Africa to run. It's a foreign company that we should know. And I've said to the people, they must go and dig deep. I can tell you G4S belongs to Israel, actually. It's not coming from the UK or wherever. The G4S is actually the front of the Mossad, mm. and they do it all over the world. And if anybody doubts what I'm saying, we can go and discuss it with those people. They've been in South Africa for various reasons. Let me tell you and the viewers, our national mm. uh, finance intelligence center is sitting at the G4S owned building you are kidding. in Central. And it's not only that, most of the strategic financial centers of this country are mm. sitting or residing at a building that is owned and administered by G4S. Oh, well. So me and you, when government is looking at our tax movements mm. and our financial transaction movements, it's sitting at an organization that is in the forefront of being the spice of Israel, and we are very comfortable with that. Now we come back to Manahum, where they are supposed to manage, again, a prison that is owned by who? Not by this government. A prison that is co-owned by this government or co-administered by this government of ours and some consortium from the US, the UK and Australia. Mm. G4S wraps up again and they are the ones responsible for security there. The legislative authority of South Africa, the highest legal decision-making body of this country, calls G4S, a parliamentary committee, mm. calls G4S to come and explain what actually transpired there. And as you say, 
Chief Voice shows the government the middle finger. Let me tell the viewers, this would have not happened in any other country except in South Africa, where a foreign national company comes and, and, and shows the legislature a middle finger to say, no, 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 we want to be someone to come to court. You were invited. You were called in mm -hmm. with the Department of Cultural Services. You asked, you, you asked nicely. Uh, yes, to come and come and explain what transpired. And you tell them, no, we won't come. You must subpoena us. You must summon us. And, it, and they even tell the legislator who must do it in a, in, a, in a sense of it must be the Minister of Justice because Correctional Services falls under justice now, mm -hmm. as well as the National Speaker of Parliament. I mean, I, I, I think that is very arrogant. And in, in a normal country, actually, the directors of that company, the works should have picked them up sure. and locked them up in order to comply with the rules and regulations of this country. But, you know, disregarding the law in South Africa has become a common thing. That's why common people, normal people like me and you, we sit here and we break the law because those in the upper echelons of the country and political, they're doing the same and, and, and they're getting away with it. Mm. We saw it with State Off. Yes, we saw it with the PIC. Now G4S is showing as a middle finger on a very serious crime. Mm. The crime of a criminal who has committed crimes that has put us in a very bad space as a nation. Mm. Mm. Could we move to the public protector? Yes. Uh, and uh, the inquiry into her fitness to hold office. So apparently it's been halted because of budgetary constraints. Yeah, uh, but there's also an argument, though, that the process has been almost made to drag by her team so that, before we know it, her term is up and you can't get rid of it. And then she leaves on her terms. Absolutely. Fact, wouldn't you do it? If you are my lawyer, wouldn't you drag a case until I end my salary, until my term ends? But an advocate in Kwebani yeah. is left with few months in exactly. the office. The exactly. term is ending, I think, around October this year. Mm -hmm. So there's few months left on that term. Even if there were no budgetary constraints, trust me, the way this has been going in, in, a, in a snail pace, mm -hmm. it was not going to end. Or if it, it was going to end in September and then his term ends in October. Now, now, uh, we, we should start applying logic in some instances. You know, common sense must prevail uh, before we get into the budgetary issue. Common sense should prevail. Government is supposed to say, is it worth pursuing this thing? What is going to come out of, come out of this? Mm. And I said, oh, let's go and reach a settlement with this person. Walk out clean. We don't want you anymore. We'll pay you your money, you know, towards to the end of your term. You walk clean and we continue as an issue. We save money. And I said, but, but there's something very disturbing that I thought about as I was coming to the studio this morning, that, you know, I, I think uh, Advocate Mkwebana's case, it's a classical example of abuse of women in power in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And the women organizations and bodies, the women's leagues, everybody's silent. This woman is being subjected to something that nobody has ever been subjected to. It started with the judges in court. Almost every case of hers, we knew that it would be thrown out. Almost all, especially when it involved politicians and senior politicians. Secondly, her own rights at the moment, not as the same command, mm. as the public protector, mm. uh, are being violated. And I'll explain to why. The, 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 the Public Finance Management Act, or even... The, 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 the budgetary procedures of the Chapter 9 institutions, they make it very clear that when you are facing a, a legal you know, challenges or, or any legal process in court or any inquiry, 
as the public protector, not as, a, as an individual. Mm. There's a budget that is allocated. The legal budget of the PP office will fund that. Okay, that's the first step. Now, those resources, there is no silly. The government did not put a crib mm. of up to how much can one use in debt. The first mistake, we make loss and we don't think ahead of what if a person What's the worst case? What is the worst case scenario? They didn't do that. Mm. Now the, the, the body is exhausted. It is not her. And that's where the media is failing to report properly. Mm. She's not delaying the case. It is not her. It is the, the department or the institution that says, we have run out of money to con continue helping you. But she's got a right. She's got a legal right of saying to the people of South Africa, I'm sitting in that dock facing that committee as a public protector. Mm. I, I'm doing my duty. So you can't tell me you are without money. I need legal representation and I'm entitled to legal representation. Now he has written to, to the President of the Republic and the Speaker of the National Assembly giving them until Thursday to get a respond mm. to I need legal representation. And you can see the response is very smart. She doesn't say, I don't get it. I said, I need legal representation. How you get it, where you get it is none of my business. I'm entitled to legal representation. And I think she is well within her rights to do that. You know, let, let's remember what the media and the people of South Africa did with Jacob Zuma. And I'm relating it to this case, towards Zuma being impeached or resigning. The people were making noise that he's costing the state a lot of money. Mm -hmm. uh, this case that has been dragging for 18 years now of the arms deal. And he will do appeal after appeal after appeal. And I used to say to people, we created that platform. The law makes provision for that. Me and you, we are entitled to do that. Whether we are using or abusing the law, it's, it's not the case. The point everybody said the law makes provision for that. And if we don't wake up as a nation and close this gray area and loopholes within our laws, that makes political office bearers mm. to exploit those laws. Then we'll be faced with the same situation where people will do wrong. I don't say Advocate Mukwebane has done wrong. I'm saying people will do wrong and they will abuse the resources and the loopholes and the gray areas of our own laws, which are too nice. You know, our laws are very nice, even towards criminals. Uh, uh, we read on the best case of Mangaung how some criminals were chilling on how that prison, which is a private prison, those people are having three cost meals, they have to have three foods per day, mm. something that a normal person who doesn't commit crime in South Africa is not uh, having access to. Sure. And these are some of the challenges with our laws and our constitution talking of human rights, but that's the price we are paying now. We must pay advocate Mukwebane's lawyers, and we know the senior counsel, they don't come cheap. What do you say about people saying, but why is she playing the victim card? Why is she playing the woe is me, a black woman card? when the previous uh, public protector is also a woman, but that is black, that didn't go through that. Well, my, my, my view on that, I don't think it's a black woman cut per se. I, I think it, it, uh, the, 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 the previous public protector was also under attack a lot, mm. especially towards the Jacob Zuma case. Uh, but, but I think it's more politics than, than being a black woman. Mm. I think the, the, the divisions within the ruling party, and these people have history from the ruling party, appointed by the ruling party, even if they go through vigorous processes. But I think it's, it's, she's been seen being from the camp of Jacob Zuma or the RIT or so forth. Mm. And if you look at what has been happening, the SARS commissioner himself, the former police commissioner, so everybody who was seen in the past as being from the other faction of the ANC, mm. the system is dealing with them. And I said, so I think it's more of, uh, instead of gender and race, I mm. think it is more of political fighting within the ruling party. 
But for instance, the cases, like the litany of cases that she lost, surely were based on facts and law and not politics. Or are we naive to believe that? Well, uh, if, if I have to put it on the table, I've, I followed them almost all those cases. Yeah. Uh, and some had even similar facts mm. with other cases which were presented uh, of, of, of Nkwebani and, 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 and uh, the predecessor, Julie Madonzel. And, and the judges will, will decide different with the same facts. But people who practice law, they will say the facts may be the same, but the way you present your case in front of a judge may be different. Mm. Uh, I, 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 look, there, there's human mistakes that were made. We shouldn't put a blind eye on the fact that there's human errors. If we have to believe the reports we are seeing in the media, uh, that uh, uh, advocate Mukherman is that. But who in our jobs? do a perfect job 100%. Who in, well, people were saying it's case after case, case after case. Mm -hmm. But fresh, it will take people who do not believe that our judiciary is captured to believe that the loss of those cases was normal. I am one of the people who strongly believe that judges are human beings. Mm -hmm. They've got a price check on their heads and, and they also follow some political inclinations, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you some of these cases, if it was another person sitting there who was not being seen as a proponent or a supporter of Jacob Zuma, the other faction of the ANC, it has been a different ballgame. But again, maybe this teaches us that in future, people who occupy strategic positions like Chapter 9 institution must be people who are not politically aligned in class. Sure. Look, we are all having a right to belong to political parties or to vote political parties of our choice. But once people start being key personnel of political parties and who are being seen, in strategic positions of political parties. I don't think, it, 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 we should not deny them an opportunity to participate in their professional them, but we should manage it in such a way that we, it, when it is becoming obvious and evident sure. that Fresh is, is, a, is an A person of political party X, therefore we're not going to appoint him in that position to avoid such squabbles. You know, independence of the judicial authority and chapter nine institutions is very important. And the way they've been operating all along. It has not been independent. Last week I spoke about the era of Advocate Bilalani Nuka. He came out now. He spoke about how he spoke with President Zuma on the side, having tea and coffee, not as a formal interview to say, hey, daughter, they are coming for you, but I don't think I'll come because of ABCD. Mm -hmm. You can see because they had a personal good relationship, camaraderie style, and, and therefore it compromises people. Exactly. That's why people saw him mm -hmm. as a person who did not want to press the button to lock Jacob Zuma up. And it is because of the comradeship. I don't say people must not be comrades. We have families and comrades and friends who are in politics, mm. but it's how we manage our political system. Geopolitics, we have Trump, we have the tumbling dollar, and we have countries increasingly saying we want to trade directly, not with the US dollar. I, I think the collapse of the US dollar and the US empire that has been happening for over 200 years is gradually fading. Mm. I don't think it will come absolutely and, and America is not going to take this thing lying low. Yes. They are not going to do that. They will fight back. They have actually started showing the fight back. Uh, we spoke about the visit to Africa last week. We saw this week that they, they sold and opened some big coins and gold reserves in response to what Russia, China and the other countries are doing. So the USA is not going to, to take this line. No. I think if, if I have to speak for the Americans or if I was an American, I will bank on Bitcoin 
Mm. And and as well as gold reserves that they, they stole from Africa and other countries for many years. I bank more on that than on the dollar because mm. the dollar is yeah, every day seeing it slow down. And if countries like Kenya, who for many years were seen as puppets of the U.S., stands up now, they've got a president who stands up and says, hey, uh, fellow countrymen, those of you who are holding dollars, start getting rid of them. We are going to start trading with the Kenyan shilling mm. from now for all imports that are coming to our country. But many other countries have responded to that. You know, it started with, obviously, the BRICS member states. And now the other difficult that America is going to start noticing is that Japan, which is normally not involved into this international yes, squabble. Yes, yes. Sitting there in their corner, they stood up and they said, you know what, NATO and the U.S. and your friends, Bagarov, we're going to trade oil at a kept rate with Russia, straightforward. We don't want to waste our time. So Japan is taking care of its citizens. But the other big thing that has happened this week is Iran and Saudi Arabia rekindling their diplomatic relations that were actually destroyed by the U.S. Mm. When the U.S. and the war in Yemen happened, Saudi Arabia and Iran, they were actually victims of circumstances. They started mm. fighting each other over Yemen as well as the influence of the USA. Now the two countries have started talking. You know, the two giant uh, uh, states in the, in the Gulf, the oil producers have started to, with immediate effect, we'll reopen our embassies between each other and we'll visit each other and we'll start trading with each other using oil. Again, they are shutting out the, the, the U.S. dollar out. But it is going to unfold and it's going forward faster than I envisaged. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but it's going to start happening, you know, and it's happening from all over the, the, the world. You look at Latin America, you look at Africa, you look at the Middle East, and you look at Asia. Actually, the Southeast Asian countries mm. are having a meeting as we are sitting here, discussing on them coming with a currency that will be used in Southeast Asia mm. as we are sitting here. Mm. Now, there's BRICS, the Southeast Asia, there's Latin America and the Middle East talking about the cards they can use. I hope and wish Africa could follow suit and start talking about the currency we can use to trade in the continent. But are we going to go with this so-called new world order when we're having US dollars thrown at us left, right and center? It is going to be difficult. We are sitting in a continent of like 52, 53 states, mm -hmm. depending if we recognize the, the other state in dispute. But it is going to be a very difficult and a mammoth of a task mm -hmm. to do that. Uh, uh, we saw, we spoke about it last week, how the West now, you know, four countries in West Africa, America has pumped dollars in there. We know that there are countries in, even in Sadak member states, when you look at, at, at the Republic or the Kingdom of Lesotho and Kingdom of Eswatini, they still rely a lot on donor funds and donor money. If America goes to Eswatini, there are some member states that are trading with the rent, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But we are still some of the sweet boys of the USA. So the Saku member states, Namibia, Botswana, uh, and, 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 and Eswatini and Lesotho, they are still using the rent, although Botswana is on a different form. They are trading with their pula. Mm. They're having their battle because the, 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 the pula is not part one-on-one -on -one with the rent as the other currencies. Mm -hmm. So Botswana is a little bit out, but uh, Zimbabwe is choking on, you know, trading on cold and other commodities. Uh, Mozambique has been silent. They haven't said much, you know, in this mm. instance. It's going to be a difficult task. Uh, you know, 52 member states, I think less than half of Africa mm. will dish the dollar. And, 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 and it depends. If the free Africa trade 
you know, uh, transaction starts happening, that may push an influence. Mm. That, but let me tell you what the U.S. is going to do. Once Africans are starting to trade with each other without a dollar, America is going to look for the weaker link and start pumping the dollar into the weaker links. One to say, you want to trade, you don't have money. Here's the dollars, mm. trading dollars. That's what they will do. And, and it's just of how African leaders will be ready to can respond to those actions. But again, the yuan, uh, China and Russia are not folding their arms. So as we said last week, the scramble for Africa is no longer that one of Berlin. Yes. You know, uh, in the yesterdays, mm -hmm. it is a new one, it's an economic scramble. It's not bombs, it's not a neo-colonialism, it's not colonialism and occupation of Africa. It's who has the bigger Fed check to can recolonize Africa economically. And Trump, going back to Trump, uh, look, there's not much that came out of the Trump case. Mm -hmm. uh, 34 charges, all of the same, uh, you know, hiding uh, 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 transactions that he was not supposed to. It's all the same thing. They just broke it down. Mm -hmm. And earlier on, I said to you of the studio that uh, it's the same as Jacob Zuma's case. 780 charges were actually 18 charges. Mm -hmm. and, and Trump is facing one charge, in my view. It's one charge. They broke it down mm -hmm. to make it worse, to anger the people more. And... Uh, I think to keep him out of the race for the next year, for the next election. But do you think it's political or do you think it's the chickens are coming home to roost for Trump and the way he did things? Look, I, I think it's both. Mm. Uh, I, I, I think uh, the American government was going to go for Trump. Remember, there were the engagements with Russia. There were the Russian government funding elections in the U.S. and all that. So those were very serious prisoners allegations against him. And yeah, because this uh, Stormy Daniels uh, porn star issue, it's the s smallest of the issues exactly. they must be worried about. Uh, exactly, but you know how, how legal people are. They will add uh, yeah. many other things. Mm. Now, now I think they were still going to go for, for, for Donald Trump. Mm. But I think what fooled the American government to even pressure now is him announcing that I'm coming back to contest the elections because once he comes back, it will be easy for him to can kill this case and put it aside. Mm. You understand? Uh, uh, but they're going to stop him as well. This is also to stop him to say, you are facing very serious prisoners' charges. Mm. Therefore, you cannot contest the next elections. Let's hope that this will end before the next U.S. elections. But I, I doubt if it will end for that. Cases in America, they are like in South Africa, they can take many years, mm. especially when you are dealing with somebody like Trump, to, to who has the money. Yes, any case. Yes. Like, but one thing that I found very upset in this whole case, that uh, Trump was funding or fooling a possibility of a war and wars in other places and regions. And, uh, Trump is a businessman. Mm. War is not good for real business people. Mm. I, I don't think it makes sense, and that's my view. I don't think it makes sense that he should be accused that he was funding wars that will affect his private businesses. A normal businessman will not act in that capacity or in that manner. He's the only American president, only one, mm. who never started a war or fought or shoot or destroyed any country during his reign. Mm. That should turn now. Somebody who didn't fight, and that's where common sense comes in. Somebody who didn't bomb any country mm. during his reign as the American president is being accused of funding and planning and fueling wars somewhere within the USA. It doesn't make sense. I hope he's got good advisors. And in closing, the DA uh, Federal Council, is that what it's called? No, no, uh, the, the, the DA conference. The, the, yes, yes. Obviously, I mean, John uh, Stan Hazel was going to win. We expected that. 
Louis uh, here. Uh, Madame Zilla uh, won uh, unopposed. Yes. But Stenhazen also went on a very, I am high on victory attack of the EFF, saying the public enemy number one. Thoughts on that? That's 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 political, and and I think he's taking advantage of the the force in the ANC. Stenhazen was very smart in doing that. Mm. The the EFF has become radical in Turkey politics and, and, and amassing black voters and support. Mm. And and once people listen to the EFF leader talking, they will hate the DA more. So the DA is being smart in this in that to say, but who here is actually soft and we can team up with? It makes political sense for the DA to want to co-govern with the ANC. Mm. Their policies are almost the same. And I said, they, they don't have any radicalism in ANC policies. They talk of non-racialism and things like that. So it makes more political sense for the DA to say, if things goes down less than 50% for the ANC, who should we talk to? We don't want somebody who will get 10 to, to 15% of votes and will be actually a last child, you know, in the back room who will give us problems. Let us talk to these people and say, we know you love governing. So, we know so you love so power. Strategic. It's a very strategic noise that Stan Hazen is making. Mm. And he's actually saying to the ANC, if you lose, we are the first door you mm. could knock at. And we can talk. And look, the ANC would be in a better position mm. to work with the DA. Not to say it's good for us as black people in this country, but because they think alike, they've been operating and running the country the same way. And look at how the DA, a day or two after... Uh, Stian Hazen announces, you know, open arms. It reminds me the day Patricia Dino was going around kissing, uh, I mean, uh, Helen Zilli going around kissing leaders of other political yes, parties yes, as well. Yes, yes. You know, it reminded me that time. Two days after that, the DA goes and attacks the ANC uh, for, the, for the Minister of Finance, uh, you know, well, I don't know what to even call this thing that the Minister of Finance has done regarding ESCOM exemption. But I think, oh, that um, uh, the, the, um, I think they proposed that um, the PFMA that they should not uh, they discuss, should have to uh, report report uh, on thieving and it's mismanagement. Exactly. It's, it's on mismanagement. It's on uh, a misappropriation of funds and yes. and overspending. They should not report on that. That is upset. That is the most upset thing that I've ever heard in this country. Again, fresh. The laws of this country, mm -hmm. the PFMA. The Constitution makes provision for that. Now, how do we, as a nation, have a law or an act of parliament that makes provision to say if there are tax, mm -hmm. if there's overspending, if there's wrong spending, you, you, we can protect you. There's a law that says can protect you. I understand when it comes from the Intelligence Act mm -hmm. or the Intelligence Budget, where the PFMA will say, the intelligence, you can't tell us what did you do with the spokes money. I understand that part, whether it's military intelligence, police intelligence, or our national intelligence. I understand that part. The part that I don't understand is we have a state-owned enterprise or entity mm. that is struggling, that is asking for donors. We hear the Minister of Electricity says we must donate uh, uh, our charcoal. It's a long weekend, we need our charcoal. Now we must donate it to ESCOM. They are asking for help. Now somebody comes to me and says, I was robbed, my money was stolen, or I lost my money, or I misused my money. Can you help me? No, you don't want to tell me how you were robbed, how you misused your money, and how you overspend and you want me to help you. That doesn't make sense, understand? So I also think that law is wrong, but I also was, was actually puzzled by the Minister of Finance or the Treasury itself. Mm -hmm. let, let me tell you first, the Treasury 
has the creme de la creme of employees in government. Mm. If you look at them, they don't just dress nice and look good. Mm. If you look at them, their qualifications and their track record. Highly qualified. Highly, highly qualified, highly trained, highly intelligent, mm. competent people. Now to make such a boo-boo of them putting the card before the horse. I'm saying to a hungry kid, uh, you know, here, yeah. shop, go shopping. Exactly, shop. go shopping. I, I don't understand what happened. Somebody asked me yesterday and I said, there's two things that happened. Either the minister mm. ignored the advice of the experts in the treasury, or the minister did not consult the experts in the treasury. Mm -hmm. You know, from DG down was highly qualified people that I respect. And and for, for Ms. Ms. Minister Kodongwana to come, remember the minister of the treasury or the minister of finance is the custodian mm -hmm. of the PFMA. Now let me tell you what was embarrassing. It's for the minister to go on a national television and say we are learning. We are learning what when we are supposed to be the teacher. The treasury is supposed to be the teacher. It's supposed to tell other departments what to do, how to follow the PFMA. And the minister of the treasury stood up and said, we do those mistakes, we are learning in future, we'll uh, approach the parliament first or the parliament first, then we'll submit this thing. And by the way, we may come back and resubmit it. Mm -hmm. But I saw one which I don't know if it's true. I must follow for Transnet as well, the same thing. Uh, if, if, if it was not fake, if it was true, there's something there that's worse. Mm -hmm. What is worse there is that for Transnet, it says, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this, you know, and not having the total su su subject to be corrected. Yeah. It says they are even exempted for the next two financial years. Yeah. Now, you, you, you are saying to me, this government plans and projects Thuggery, theft, misappropriation of funds for the next years. They are actually saying to translate, even if you steal, mm -hmm. even if you misappropriate, even if you misuse the money for the next years, don't worry, you are covered, you are protected. And I think the outcry of the nation and the population and opposition parties was on the correct front. That's why they withdrew it so quickly. But it's an embarrassment for the Treasury, one of the most bubbles they've caused in many years. And, and I, I don't think they should continue doing that again. Let politicians stick to their political line function, their political heads, and leave the academic as well as the professional things that are done by public servants to be done by public servants. Sure. They should, they can read, they can question. President Beatty was one of the people who read, who questioned when you put documents in front of him. Ministers can do that. They can even develop, but let the technocrats in government mm. who are employed as experts to give advice and render a public and effective public administration, let them do what they are hired for. We will not have such decisions of a minister saying something on, 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 on Friday and then on come Tuesday he says a different thing. I actually thought it was an April Fool joke. And on that note, Botsang Mwilo, thank you very much. Uh, love hanging out with you. Um, love your opinions. And um, hopefully you will also comment um, at the bottom of the video and share your thoughts. Now, thanks. I will do that. Actually, that's one thing that I've not been doing, yeah. to go back and comment on the video. I let the viewers to follow and all that. But thank you very much. And thanks to the viewers for of Wow, What a Week. A shout out to every single wowzer that was tuned in. That's the show for this week. Hopefully you all enjoy the festive weekend ahead. Yes, that means you too, atheist. And hope you wake up on Monday with your eggs in whatever way you like them. Chocolate covered or scrambled, as long as they're not fertilized. Unless you want them fertilized. Enjoy it all. Wishing you a wow 
week. Shout out to Amp Studios. Thank you for hosting us and allowing us to use uh, your beautiful place. Africa Podcast Network, uh, shout out to you guys. Pezulu Works for the cinematography, audio engineer, Otis The Flow Fraser, and our creative director, Kuvesh Mohan, and show producer, Keletso Mudisa Geng. You can email us at www.africapodcastnetwork.com. Have an incredible week in spite of yourselves. We're out of here. This is... Wow!